0: This is Comic Shenanigans episode 200, flashback to Onslaught. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 200. It's our flashback to Onslaught episode. I'm Adam Chapman, your host, and I'm joined by my special co-host, Paul Scores. Welcome back to the show, Paul. Yeah, yeah good to be back. So this is a, a, a seminal storyline for you and I both. Um, the onslaught happened in, what, 1996? Uh, long time ago, so that's, what, 18 years now? Wow. wow. We're that's, old, eh? That's super creepy. Because yeah. to me, it, it feels like a few years ago. That's does not. It feels like a long time ago for me. Yeah, Maybe not no. that long ago, it does but feel it does like a feel while. Like a but while. while. It doesn't feel like eighteen years. I mean, but it's interesting because if you look at things like that were big moments in that we were when we were reading comics. I mean, um, beginning of New Avengers was a decade ago. That happened in two thousand four. Like wow. that's crazy.
1: That's crazy. That see that see feels... that
0: I remember not being that long ago. No, right? that doesn't feel ten years old to me. So that's it's that that's uh, what, what what age is ten years old? What grade do you be going into? Like in grade ten? I started when you were ten years old. Is that like grade four or five or something? So if someone was born, if someone was having a kid when they were reading uh, how's, um, uh, New Avengers, that, that kid's already in like grade five. Wow. That's creepy. That's crazy. Uh, so, Onslaught, um, before we even talk about the storyline, I want to talk about where you were in terms of your comic book buying world. What were, you, what were you like as a buyer?
1: Wow. I hadn't really gotten involved in the comic book world in any hardcore capacity. I wasn't even close to that yet. For me, I was a you know, major child of the 80s, mm-hmm. right? So if it was on TV, I was more into it. So my childhood primarily was the Transformers, G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. Like, I knew of Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Of course. Because they're the three most iconic characters of mm-hmm. all time. Anyone who knows anyone will know them one way or another from whatever media. Yeah. But my parents never said, hey, these were comic books, or nothing like that. So, as time rolls forward, um, and I guess I get into high school, um... So how old were you in 1996?
0: I guess you were, you were, what, uh, 16? 17? Born in 79, so... I forget how old you are sometimes. You're a few years older than me, I forget. Yeah.
1: Um, but my, my comic book, I guess, uh, window opened up kinda, uh, late, like grade 7, 8, grade 9... Uh, in the early '90s, there where I was just collecting the trading cards, Okay. right, and that's where I first, you know, saw that my trading card of Wolverine. Oh my god, this guy's awesome! I'm gonna, you know, Wolverine's not my favorite character because he looks so cool in the trading card, <laughs> uh, and he's Canadian, so why not? Um, it's interesting because that's really something that can-
0: doesn't happen anymore because trading no, cards are kind of gone. So
1: different now, it's ridiculous. Like
0: that because that was a huge thing. Like I remember getting the Marvel heroes for kind of trading cards in every year, and that was a huge deal. And then yeah. like the metal series and like all this stuff. It was it was exciting every year. You'd look forward to this new release, mm-hmm. and you also learned about the characters and always seeing what the bios were like. And I remember all those. I mean, I remember vividly the Fleer Ultra Spider-Man collection. I loved that. I think it was like the 94 series and I was so huge a fan. And I and then it was also around the time that the um, animated series was starting, so some of the characters instead of giving you a synopsis like showing you uh, one of the comic books they were in, they would just give a little brief synopsis of the episode they were in, which is kind of cool cross-branding. So Absolutely. Uh, no, I I remember getting in with trading cards as well. So Okay, that, so that was my first kind of foray
1: into the comic book world, to, or the characters at least. Mm-hmm. So where comic books kind of started, so I was buying trading cards and I eventually found this, you know, I first started buying them at the, at the counter at Toys R Us. They got the cash register that used to be a little place you go buy trading cards. Okay. Um, then I eventually stumbled upon this local store at Central Parkway Mall called Untouchable Sports. And they were my hub for any type of cards. I used to spend a ridiculous amount any time I had five bucks I'd run over and yeah. buy a a pack of Flare ninety four Marvel cards and I go nuts, power blast, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's great. I still have the the full set to this day. It's an amazing oh, really? collection of cards. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of my comic knowledge came from early on, it was all from the cards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then eventually actually and went back to Transformers. So Transformers came with Transformers Generation 2. This was on my Marvel at the time. Okay. Um, again, at the time, I oblivious... I, I kind of knew about Marvel and DC, two separate things, but not the way I do now, obviously. Um, so Marvel was doing the Transformers Generation 2 book, and a, a buddy of mine named Mitchell at the time, he... Uh, I'm still friends with him to this day, actually. One of my few friends, still from high school. Wow. And he showed me, hey, he was, he was a big Transformers fan. Transformers are back in comic form. And maybe their issue say five or six at the time right so it brings this thing to me oh my god this is awesome like you know because this is just around the time where beast wars is starting to ramp up right okay yeah um or maybe just before beast wars actually because we had that g2 tv show kind of rehashing yeah the, with the cyber cube <laughs> um so you showed me this issue and i'm like oh my god uh transformers and comics okay let me let me kind of dive into this and i think it was my mom and i i got to give my mom a ton of credit for this. I, I can't remember how we even found it. This was kind of just before internet was a big thing. But mm-hmm. we found the address for a, a whack of comic shops from Mississauga to to even some in Toronto. My mom took me to like three or four comic shops oh, wow. hunting for these Transformer comics. Oh, wow. So I was able to find... I was able to capture like issue one through whatever, so I was all up to date. Wow. Um, and went hunting for these things. But as we were going, um, I kind of dabbled and poked around... Yeah, And obviously, you know, having the Spider-Man cartoon, the 90s X-Men cartoon on the air, I now see these comics here, and I go, oh, I'm kind of interested, but right now I'm focused on Transformers comics. Of course. But then eventually, my, my Unfexable Sports card store, they dabbled in comics for a bit. Okay. So very limited. They'd only get maybe super popular stuff. Mm-hmm. But every now and again,
0: they would have... That was very common, by the yeah, way. Because exactly. I knew a few... uh I had a friend who was by a, a, a card shop called Fastball Sports. And again, they there's a few comics I remember vividly buying there that they couldn't find anywhere else. And there was one of the ones with like the special covers and stuff. And I'm right. like, oh my god, I found it. It was yeah. here. And yeah, it was very common that a lot of these sports places had, had a bit of comics.
1: Well, they become that untapped resource, right? No one Absolutely, knows about it. I'm sure a
0: local guy goes there all the time, right? For sure.
1: So eventually, started getting comics. So I essentially started just buying this and that from them, um, and again, getting into at this stage, you know, Ben and Riley, and the Clone Saga stuff, and then, mm-hmm. and then this onslaught thing started to happen. I'm like, oh wow, what's what's going on here? here? And like, this is probably you know where we're crossover burnout at this stage in our lives. That's what comics are all about, it seems right now. Yeah. But this was the first real major. Universe-wide crossover, I guess Marvel ever really had because it covered
0: everybody, uh, didn't it? Really, count? Uh, there, in there, terms of scope, there were others. I mean, Secret Wars too. Uh, every everyone's <laughs> title was taken over by, okay. by by the Beyonder. You know the history better than I do, so I'll leave um, that to you. Inferno was pretty big for the, with with X Men. Um, it the it impacted a lot of different books. Um, they weren't part of the main crossover. It was kind of like what onslaught did, with, where you had impact and you had phases, right? Right. So the impact was just where you kind of felt it, but it wasn't part of the integral storyline. So they did kind of that with Inferno. So it's not it wasn't unheard of, okay. um, but I. To this level of degree and this much uh, planning, uh, probably this is kind of one of the first ones I remember being that well done. Right. Because although you had like a Secret Wars 2, it was pretty bad, and the, the core storyline was very kind of flimsy, and the characters showing up in different books didn't add a lot to that story. It was just, it was, it was just weird. And right. then um, you had Acts of Vengeance, where you had all the villains basically swap, like with, they swap villains. Uh, swap, the heroes they usually fight, they would go up against different heroes. Kind of an interesting idea. Um, it was more of a thematics crossover, but technically it was pretty wide. But, again, the core storyline only happened in one or two books. Okay. So it's not. But the X-Men-wide was, you know, I guess the second time the X-Men universe had really been able to completely dominate the Marvel Universe in terms of this massive storyline. And probably the most far-reaching um, in terms of its effects. Because, although Inferno affected a lot of books... It was very brief. It was more like, oh, you know, like um, a post office box ate someone. Yes, that actually happened in Inferno because uh, everything was inhabited by demons. A, a PO box ate somebody. Uh, a post office box ate someone because wow. it was it was it was possessed a, a by demons. demonic demonic PO box, okay. It was yes. <laughs> it's a real thing okay uh uh, in fact there was an elevator that ate people in the empire state building okay yeah this this was a real thing okay um but uh, but outside of that there was no real lasting impacts from that kind of storyline with onslaught though it really did kind of shake things up in a huge way that afterwards that i mean nowadays we're kind of used to them trying to you know really change things when a when a storyline ends uh, or they have like uh, the, the aftermath will be what changes it as opposed to the actual storyline. The Coast of M is a great example where Absolutely. really nothing really is going to matter until the last issue. I mean, up until then, it's an alternate reality story. It's not affecting anything. No, if it's the last issue suddenly it's a huge curveball. It's a big what if until the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it's interesting um, that Onslaught. Yeah. I, so sorry to correct you. Um, That's fine. But but for you, it was the first major crossover you were part of. First, right. anything, like I'm, yeah. I'm into
1: this, you know, and you know, looking back at it now, and it, it's weird how kind of messed up certain things were, like, the Avengers were kind of weird, where you had Teen Tony at the yeah. stage, right? And wasp is kind of
0: mutated, yes um, oh it was a, not their not their finest hour no by any means no. um, Cap America had just kind of rejoined the team so he was kind of back to normal because he'd been through a really weird period where he was like depowered and had armor like it, w- it was not a very well known uh, history for a uh, period of time for cap although the few issues leading up to onslaught were fantastic because they were by um oh, I think Mark Wade and I think one of the Q-Berts. I can't remember I'm Nate somewhere raising (laughs) his fist at me for not remembering oh sorry it's Ron Garney sorry it wasn't one of the q okay um but yeah, and like Thor had been briefly been a like human, like he he was barely Thor, Thor. Blake, right? Yeah. Uh, like and he was kind of depowered, and but, but in this storyline, he still had some powers. But he was like in the shirtless era; he didn't even have armor. Well,
1: there's there back and forth looking through all the books where yeah. he's armored up, and where, yeah, he was just shirtless. He's just right. shirtless. Yes. He's
0: just, just a guy with a hammer. Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah. it's it's a really weird. When thing he does name.
1: Xavier, she be free. He's she's shirtless. He's rocking which is, that, which is
0: an iconic moment. Yes, Absolutely. It is. Yeah, no, it, it's an interesting the X-Men were kind of at their peak of popularity in Absolutely. a lot of ways. But everyone else was not. Everyone else can kind of... I can see that looking back at it now like, oh my God. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, like, even like the Fantastic Four, like they have kind of a nice little appearance. It's not too I bad. I know, I really like what they did with the Fan Four in this and because
1: Onslaught has a very clear agenda which I really like about it, right? Mm-hmm. And they put all the books, especially in the phases, in very clear and concise purpose. Absolutely. Right? And... All events currently lack that so badly, it's ridiculous. Mm. And that's why I love Onslaught and the way it was built, because here you have this team. Okay, so here's Nate Gray, he's he's a part of the plan required to mm-hmm. do his ultimate goal for Onslaught, as well as Frank Lutris. He's both of them uh, uh, to be kidnapped and under his wing, so he mm-hmm. can essentially make the board Collective. That's his end goal, right? Yeah. That's what he wants. He wants to sling everyone and make one big hive mind. That's yes. his end goal, essentially doing the one thing Xavier never could because Xavier knows that that will yeah. never work. But no. he believes he's powerful enough to do to make it. make it happen. And make it happen. So, um, once he has that in play, then he's able to, like, even in the, in the very first issue here, he's played off as this very...
0: Now, for, for all intents and purposes, the issue you're referring to is X-Men 53? Yes, I believe okay. it's X-Men
1: 53 where he If you're gesturing at an issue... I'm, is, I'm sorry. My, my deepest apologies. I should here. say,
0: actually, as a preface, and, um, uh, our, our friend of the show, Nathan, will appreciate them, this the most. Uh, when Paul showed up today to podcast, he brought with him a big bag of all his original my original onslaught collection, yeah. which uh, gave me uh, flashback nightmares to uh, when we did the AVX podcast almost like a year and a half, probably more than a year and a half ago. Um, almost two years actually uh where we did an entire podcast looking at abx issue by issue we it's bad issue, idea i get it issue all by all issue right. and it was just funny because we didn't know how long the episode was going to go and it was like three or so, three and a half hours or something i split it into two episodes because it was so long because you walked into my house with 70 issues and like let's go let's <laughs> do this and it's just like what is that what is the stack like no one knew what was going to happen until you walked in with that bag. So when you yeah. walked in with this much smaller bag, much smaller bag, it wasn't it quite the me, event
1: as EVX. Production.
0: It did give me flashbacks.
1: Yeah, and there's only I, again. I, I just wanted to look through my collection as we did this again because this is where it all began for me. So it's nice to, to bring this stack out. Absolutely. is um, this is with my Clone Wars stack too. You know, and I thought I had everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said before we started, I, I'm missing just a handful, of, like Iron Man, two Iron Man issues, and a Thor mm-hmm. issue. Nothing major, no. But uh, missing a handful based <laughs> on <laughs> nothing the good epics. either. I, I guess so. I haven't caught up with the new but h- here we are in, in X Men number uh, fifty three. Yep, fifty three. And Onslaught literally squishes the Phoenix Force in his bare hand.
0: You know, but it, on the mindscapes, it doesn't necessarily mean anything.
1: To a certain extent, but they're, they're showing right off the top, this, this this guy means serious business. Yeah, like I remember this as a huge. kid,
0: and I was like, holy shit. But looking back at it now, I'm like, really? Like, it's all in the mind. He just has a stronger mind than Jean Grey. Like, Onslaught is confronting Jean Grey. Now, it's notable this is the first full appearance of Onslaught, too. Uh, up until now we hadn't seen Onslaught yet right. we had seen him as like kind of a shadowy like we seemed like his, his eyes eyeballs. we yeah. hadn't really seen anything else so this was a big issue where we had uh, uh, Onslaught confront um, Jean Grey on the astral plane and in fact rip her out of because like, she was just at just a shopping, she was shopping and yep. then suddenly she was ripped onto the astral plane and ta- tormented and taunted with uh, by uh, Onslaught and it was very cool I mean again if you don't know a lot about what's going on like, was this one of your first X-Men issues that you actually purchased? No there, there were a few before this but once okay.
1: like the whispers and there, was, there were some ads obviously that started to showcase Onslaught is coming this and that um, Onslaught no one is safe there's an ad here just saying what's going to yeah, uh, what's going to hit then because I, I was mostly Spider-Man and okay. grabbing a few Wolverine stuff gotcha. at this stage. And then once you know I started dabbling to X-Men, I go, oh my crap, holy crap, yeah. this,
0: this is going down. I like want to try and get my hands everything. For me, I mean, I started reading comics a couple years earlier. I, I mean, I read Age of Apocalypse when it happened, kind of. like a few issues here and there that I'd purchased at a drugstore or a grocery store or whatever. But with Onslaught, like I started picking up Uncanny X-Men on a regular basis with 332. So issue 333 was actually the first appearance of Bastion and what would later become Operation Zero Tolerance. 334, which we'll end up talking about, was uh, part of the road to onslaught. It was right before it happened. So I was, I, I kind of got in at the ground floor and uncanny. And with X Men, actually, my first issue of X Men I ever actually bought was X Men 53. Oh, there you um, go. I eventually went back and got 50 and like 25, like the big ones, and I read them all. And actually, I think I had already gotten as a gift 20 and 27 but to actually me go to a store and buy something i bought x-men 53 partially because i had just bought um uncanny x-men 332 and 333 and i'm like oh there's another x-men book the storyline's going between these two books i better get these not even knowing what onslaught was going to be right so for and that summer i think it was summer i could be wrong i remember i was really only reading x-men and uncanny x-men that was my main um, kind of avenue to appreciate and enjoy onslaught. It wasn't until years later I was able to kind of get it all. Um, although I think I might have gotten Fantastic Four like that summer at some. I think my mom went on a trip somewhere and was able to get me some issues. Wow. Um, but for most of it, like I read it a lot of it, and ended, ended up reading a lot of it after the fact. Because uh, I was still buying it on a spinner rack at a grocery store, like I didn't have the, I, di- I didn't have a comic book store, or I didn't know That's, what a comic book store was. I can relate
1: to that. I, it's kind of crazy, yeah. Because my like the pride and joy of my ridiculous collection is where is it here? It's issue of Punisher. Oh wow! I found this in a byway in Trenton <laughs> on a news rack, and I was what issue
0: is this? Issue number what eight, eight? Eleven. Oh, it's eleven. Punisher
1: number eleven. It's basically the Carrier crashes and Punisher yep. goes in there and save GW Bridge and whoever survives the crash. You know is actually,
0: the art on the cover is not very good, but it's by an artist I love, Tom Lyle. Okay, uh, he's a, he did a lot of Spider-Man work in the Clone Saga era, and uh, I loved his work. But this is not a very good issue.
1: Fair, fair enough. But I always remember getting this one because I, I remember
0: you always remember the weird places you get these
1: books. Exactly right. right? And I thought this was kind of the last piece I needed. The puzzle because I didn't, I wasn't, you know. There's no real checklists at this stage, right? I didn't really no. know. I don't internet to go look up what was missing. Yeah. So I was basically looking at anything that had onslaught on the cover. Yeah. And that was my go-to way to find anything.
0: Like really, all you, you got stage. was like I'm looking at X-Men Fifty Five from what, August Ninety Six, and it's it's detailing the the, the phases. So you see a Phase One, Phase Two, and Phase Three. Right. But it doesn't tell you anything about the impacts. So I mean, like it, it mentions. Uh, That these are the main epicenters of the action but you can also check out the impact effects Onslaught's quest for control is having on the rest of the Marvel Universe in books like Wolverine, Thor, Incredible Hulk Amazing Spider-Man, Green Goblin, Spider-Man X-Factor, Generation X Spectacular, Spider-Man, X-Force, and Iron Man and for those of you who just gotta have more dirt about this mighty Marvel masterpiece then, now this is, I love writing then jack yourself into cyberspace (laughs) and check out Marvel's Onslaught website just log on to the world wide web Go to www.onslot.com and feast your eyes on the webpage that will have you caught in the onslaught as well. After all, no one is safe. Nice. I love this kind of writing. I, nice. I miss. Bullpup. Um, before we actually talk about more about the storyline, uh, looking through old issues, there's a lot of things I miss about comics. Um, one, and obviously you, it's understandable why they don't do it as much, but I mean, like you have a page that's telling you to, about subscribe now. You don't see subscription pages anymore. Um, That's exciting. Uh, Another thing, like you know, this A and W Spider Man like ad that makes no sense. Again, you have you know, I didn't even know they did these uh, like sports metal cards. Yeah. Like, Fair
1: Skybox. They were huge in everything trading card at the time. Crazy. Massive. But
0: one thing I really miss, and I remember this growing up, was you'd have uh, a paid advertisement in two pages, and it'd be this place that you could order comics, and all these good deals, and all, like, it's it's such a weird thing to even look at now, because now you'd go on eBay, like, you'd buy something online, but this is, like, this, this second-hand retailer selling Marvel Comics, and in some cases DC Comics, and, like... It's just so, so strange. Like, this doesn't exist anymore. Anyways. And, like, Mariah High Comics had an entire page, and it was, like, 50 cents each for all these issues. And, like, this was exciting. I remember looking at this and being like, oh, man, I want to buy these issues. How do I buy things from Mariah High Comics? Which obviously isn't... And now had a website for many years. Absolutely. Uh, Then you have bullpen bulletins at the end, which I used to love. They used to do a checklist of what was coming out that week. Yeah. Which I mean, if you're at buying things, not necessarily at a comic book store where everything's marked as new, you don't know what new comics are coming out. So this would kind of give you an idea. I mean, this was a big deal when I was younger. Because so that's the only way you knew what was going on. It's the on. only way you knew. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the last thing is, uh, so again, I'm reading from X-Men 55, which was uh, part of the Phase 1. Um, and I remember that it had Jim Lee giving an interview about his upcoming relaunch of Iron Man and Heroes Reborn. And then you had uh, Liefeld talking about putting together the Avengers in the same uh, Heroes are born, which both ended up being, you know, not the greatest. No, they I loved Iron Man. Well, but...
1: actually, you want know, to pass me that back? This sure. this issue here, I remember cracking this over. This very first page where this this random guy is waking up oh, in New absolutely. York, whips out the shades, and his Sentinel face is staring right in the face. And he's freaking out. Go, oh my god, it's going down! And this next page, and all these Sentinels are flying. And that it, is and an awesome Taking over New York, like for, for oh sure. Oh my god, because you had. Q-Bird and Joe Mad doing both X Men. Right, Absolutely. you had no issues with any of the art back then because it was just so awesome and like, crushing the bridge right here with the Sentinels and just wreaking havoc. And here's this guy checking out. Actually, like, hmm, yeah, what's this? no, it was really cool. Yeah, so we should talk to about actually so awesome. how
0: the storyline sta- starts before we jump too far oh, ahead. Yeah, I mean, we're not gonna go issue by issue because that'll take years. No, no, it would take years. Um, but uh, so we've kind of covered where we were and how we kind of got introduced to Onslaught as is happening at all. Um, The actual storyline itself, I mean, really, the minute the Age of Apocalypse ends, they're already seeding this new threat. Um, The first issue of Uncanny X-Men after Age of Apocalypse, you have Juggernaut show up. He's gotten his ass kicked, which is, you know, if you know anything about Juggernaut, he doesn't usually get his ass kicked. Unstoppable. He he is unstoppable. So instead, he's, he's afraid. There's this name he can't really remember, and it's onslaught, and he remembers something about his identity, but can't quite remember, and then he kind of disappears for a while, which is very strange when that happens, but it, it got this mystery going, like, what is Onslaught? So over the course of the next year, they would start seeding out these ideas. You had X-Force fighting against, I think, Blob and the Mimic, and then uh, there was, like, graffiti about, you know, Onslaught is coming. Um, you had uh, little things that you didn't know would end up mattering. You had x man fighting um, Professor X and actually ripping Professor X out of the astral plane, which is the first time that ever really happened. Uh, which ended up, would end up retroactively being a huge turning point in the development of the onslaught entity. Correct. Um, there's uh, I'm trying to think what else was going on. Uh, there was a, a sentinel facility that Robert Kelly was checking out, and then suddenly all the data banks just said onslaught everywhere. Um, I mean, there's just these little seeds coming through, and then the biggest one probably up until that point was X Men Fifty, where you had the first appearance of the character Post, who was basically a forebearer, like he was. Um the first villain on the way to onslaught like he was this big guy who abducted what what was it uh, Iceman Storm do you remember who else he abducted uh, Cyclops Jean Grey maybe Bishop least, too I I feel like it wasn't Bishop but yeah, You have uh, a book there I, I, I do have the issue I can just look at it Um let me just look at the issue here So we got Storm and we got awesome first of all X-Men 50 I love that first shot uh, I believe it's uh, Yeah, it's Andy Kubert First shot is just um, Cyclops naked Or almost naked He's Shorts. wearing like, boxers Or something He's Now, what is this? Because uh, we're looking at this It looks like he's kind of In the in the tree, like
1: tree, yeah But
0: like It looks like the tree's Like wrapped around him Like it actually doesn't Make any sense But it's an awesome visual He's upside down His eyes are open He's blasting out um, the next page, we have like Iceman's on the ground. There's no context as to what's happened. Like just like you're being thrown right into the action. Storm is, her clothing is very strategic. There's a lot
1: of ripped clothing in the nineties. There is oh,
0: Wolverine's here, of course. Okay. Wolverine's there. Uh, he's he's extremely bestial at this point. They're all kind of uh, missing. Yeah, not the shining hour for Wolverine either at this stage. No, definitely not. Like yeah. that. It's interesting. The X-Men were at their apex, but Wolverine is probably at his lowest. He has no nose. Yeah, wearing a bandana
1: and always a ripped uniform. Like, yeah, it was yeah. very strange. Had a very terrible toy in the onslaught line. I'm going uh, to bring my onslaught toy by the way. I forgot.
0: Ah, oh, that's too bad. But um, so. I'm going through this issue and trying to remember it. Uh, Bishop shows up. He uh, he breaks into Xavier's bedroom because because Gateway has yeah. <laughs> gateway <laughs> Gateway is first of all just shown up in the mid like it's it's an Aboriginal man in a diaper you know flinging his rock around above Xavier, who wakes up in distress then you have bishop break down the doorway and start start shooting and then they get ricocheted off the the mystical stick and back at bishop which doesn't make a lot of sense and bishop is like super ripped of course he's shirtless he's just wearing like he's not even wearing like pajamas like he's wearing shorts like he just decided he wasn't wearing a shirt and he's got these massive blasters and, Very 90s. and then she, oh, sorry, Jean Grey wasn't there. So my bad. She shows up in her ninety. Uh, but she's in her ninety, but she's floating. Like she's not even like walking into the room. She's flying into the room, which doesn't make any sense. And she's able to telekinetically blast Gateway. Uh, then we flash back to you know these these X Men who are. Uh, dealing with being kind of stranded uh, awesome stuff with the Iceman where he actually has a, a, a hole directly through his chest which is an, again an awesome visual and kind of freaky yeah, because like he's scared of turning human um, they're trying to find this, this mystery adversary they come across Post who looks awesome in his first appearance like he never looks as awesome or is ever as cool as he is in the first time true like he's so capable so competent in the first appearance never again much like doomsday bane like all these villains who their first outings are their best yeah and everything after happens. that is garbage well
1: even onslaught's guilty of it too oh, right absolutely you look at reborn and unleashed and they're both terrible books
0: yeah they're, they're not good uh they fight against post and the post eventually sends them home uh it's a gr- there's also a great shot when he does send them home Ugh, i love post has multiple guns out of nowhere i don't even know how he's firing them Um when they all floaty
1: rocky bits that do their thing.
0: Yeah, he doesn't really make a lot of sense. When they all end up going back to Xavier's mansion, I guess are they in his bedroom? Like he's he's dressed now. He's in his floaty chair, but it would appear that they're still in a bedroom. And like I um Scott is like falling from like the, the roof, like the ceiling of the room. Like none of this makes sense. Like looking at it now, like what's happening? And is Gateway on the fire? He's like floating a, just in front of it, but uh, looks like great. he's in the fireplace. <laughs> in the
1: fireplace, his head's in front of the mantle. Like in the fireplace.
0: I guess it's just it's just a very it's it's a e- weird issue if you look at some of the art, but it's a it's a it really makes you think that something big is going to happen, and that right. that's the point. Um, also, around this era, you had uh, and actually it was interesting. I was talking to Nate recently about um, there are certain issues he's never read before. He's never read the issue that Dark Beast takes over for Beast. Yes, have you read that? No, I well, I don't remember it. I probably read it, but I don't remember it. it I mean, it was like X Men Unlimited, like ten or something, and it's been reprinted like never. Like it's a huge plot point. Like when you read these comics, Beast isn't Beast. Beast is Dark Beast. He's right. been he's been you know subbed out. But if you read a lot of these trade paperbacks, like we're reading the Onslaught, well, at least you're reading your singles, but I'm reading the Onslaught Epic Collections. Um, there is like there's mention of it, but it's never shown. So, uh, they're, they're currently running through an uh, X Men Road to Onslaught, like these giant trades. It's supposed to have it in one of them, which is extremely important because that's kind of a huge deal. It is, yeah. Um, I'm reading. Why is it like, with that blob? This is the worst illustrated blob I've ever seen. It's by um, Adam Polina. And it's, uh, it's.
1: What is happening here? <laughs>
0: it's really bad. It's, What's wrong m- with
1: his face? It's, I, I don't oh, know. My
0: I don't God. know what issue of X Force it is because this is actually during wow. a period where it's actually right after um, Age of Apocalypse they stopped putting issue numbers that's right yeah it was stupid it was really stupid, stupid. So just you just put, put a month on there yeah, yeah so so all I can tell you is this is the March issue it doesn't even say the year yeah
1: and you had to open up the book and it was in the fine print at the bottom right absolutely the number it was yeah.
0: super weird but in this issue um again I was mentioning like Onslaught showing up as being written on the walls. We also have the worst looking blob you've ever, ever seen. seen. Like wow. I, I don't even know what this is. And like wow. Like, what, Look
1: at the man move there. That's just Like up. one is
0: here and the other one is like off his shoulders.
1: That's that's the worst. And he's wearing like seen. this weird
0: diaper, like <laughs> it's really bad art. That's horrendous. And then we flipped it, like my only problem with these some of these trades, like this prelude onslaught for example. Is that it doesn't? It just kind of it, it gives you a recap of what's going on in these other books. Doesn't necessarily tell you which book it is. And then you're flipping through and you're just kind of inadvertently switching, and you don't even know who's right. doing the art. Like everything's just changing. Um, in fact, like I think this is early Hitch doing some X Men stuff. Wow. Uh, so uh, Savage Wolverine. Savage Wolverine the of
1: Genesis. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, this is and then or Tyler. Whatever. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah, whatever his name is. He's Genesis. Whatever. Um, so, X Men. Let's 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 jump forward. So there's been a lot of seeding. They've yes. been seeding the idea that this onslaught is coming. That it's something that even uh, Juggernaut's afraid of. Juggernaut's scared of it. Um, around, I think, in this era, you have Juggernaut. This is super random. He suddenly shows up in the what was it Angel in the uh, Silox bedroom. Yes. Which is super weird. And then they fall off a building. Like they're on like a chalet or something Yeah, suddenly, like, yeah. And they're And then he for, falls yeah. off the cliff and then he's like, I gotta go find Charlie and he starts like running to Charles. And like just walking. Well no, not run. He's he's going pretty quickly, but the idea is that if anyone can get inside his head, it's Charles Xavier. Or some one of Xavier's people can help him remember who Onslaught is, because that'll be some sort of piece of the puzzle which it's kinda ends of up not mattering like at the end of the day like it, it sets up the big reveal but at the same time it, Juggernaut is taken off the map so quickly that it's like it didn't matter at all right um, and then you have this X, X-Men 53 whereas the first time we actually get to see Onslaught as being this entity that remarkably looks a lot like Magneto um, but seems to have crazy psionic power is very scary is able to like he puts like his name on Jean Grey's forehead which never shows up anywhere so you only kind of see of it there
1: I, I don't know if it's it was just for show to kind of give you the last splash yeah. page Going, whoa, this guy means business? I don't know.
0: And while all this is happening, you have uh, in Fantastic Four, you have Franklin Richards has just been regressed to being a kid again and he's making friends with this kid named Charlie, which uh, slight spoiler, and this might be a slight spoiler for you, Paul. Um, they kind of reuse part of that, well, not part of it, if you read the current Uncanny X-Men, there's a Something about Xavier acting as Charlie for something else. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's just something Charles Xavier does. Sometimes he, he befriends children and goes by Charlie. I mean, it's kind of super creepy. Okay. I'm going to pretend to be a child, and I'm going to hang out with people. Like, what is wrong with you, Xavier? Um, so he's he's befriending uh, Franklin Richards, because Franklin Richards got these insane powers. You have uh, a Holocaust going after Nate Gray on the orders of uh, Onslaught as well. Uh, Nate Gregg ends up His Holocaust also an AOA uh, Yes
1: Carried over? Okay.
0: Yeah No he after oh, inversion
1: version of, of Holocaust actually, Yeah so. no
0: X-Men, In X-Men Prime So right after Onslaught Omega Sorry not Onslaught Omega X-Men Omega When Age of Apocalypse ended He ended up being In space And like he was encased In almost like an ice And then the Acolytes find him And they're able to They're like who are you And then Holocaust sees Exodus And obviously Exodus to him Is one of the X-Men so he hates him and hates any disciple of Magneto because he's sworn enemy of Magneto. He basically, that's what destroys Avalon. Because, I don't know if you ever knew how Avalon ended, because, obviously, in Fatal Attractions, when Magneto gets his mind wiped, which is an important plot point we'll come back to, mm-hmm. he's, Magneto's body's still on Avalon. like He's mindless, but he's still there in a vegetative state. Exodus is running the Acolytes. They're all on Avalon um, up until this point. And then Holocaust basically trashes Avalon. It ends up uh, crash landing into Earth, um, a, lot, a bunch of the Acolytes die Some of them are saved with the help of uh, Cyclops Who was kind of um, Stuck on Avalon at that point in time Colossus barely manages To escape as well That's kind of the dissolution of the whole Avalon Because up until then, for a couple of years The Acolytes were just orbiting Earth And so this kind of took that away um, Where was I going with this? And was Colossus during all this? Now you
1: mentioned Colossus wow. uh,
0: Yeah, Colossus I don't even remember because I remember he found Callisto, and then I, Callisto then went to the X Men for the whole Gene Nation thing, and then it's the last I remember seeing of uh, Colossus. I think he was in Excalibur at this time, or right around. Oh, this that time. would make more sense. I think he joined. Uh, Nightcrawler's
1: probably there too. And they cured
0: sure. pr- they cured part of his brain damage too because he was brain damaged at some point. Fun stuff. This is like a it's a knowledge explosion. There's it it's it's so that much down.
1: crazy X Men stuff. It even says like I think in even one of the if you read the the. The uh, pre- uh, the previously mm-hmm. an X Men stuff, and it reads here. It says it's a very complicated time for the X Men. It, it's all in there. They're not but, lying. It but but is they, a complicated. time But they time. built on tons of stuff, starting from like the Mineway being the key start and going Absolutely. from there.
0: Absolutely, no, for sure, no. Yeah. Um, so X Men Fifty Three again. I would keep quoting it. Um, that's the first major appearance of onslaught, and then after that, you go to Uncanny X Men uh, Three Thirty Four, which is by Joe Mad. And is a fantastic issue. I do you have your uh, 334 right there. Yep. Um, so Joe Mad does the art here. It is gorgeous stuff. Um, it's basically. I that first page of Juggernaut in the water like freaking awesome come on come on already you losers like what is happening yeah um, and, how he just flicks Bishop and he skips him like a rock across well, again, the water reading it again like there's just some silly stuff here like he's in the water a security camera sees him so he smashes the, the security camera and he's just like swimming along and you're like I don't, I don't picture Juggernaut as someone who's swimming and then again this is very much of the era where Bishop doesn't trust Gambit but they always had those two together they were this weird odd Assassin. couple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were this weird odd couple. So like, they find that they find out that the sensor was damaged. So they decide they're gonna go look, check it out. Ah, um, oh, this is gorgeous art. Uh, Cyclops training in the danger room. Jean Grey ghost comes to him again with her ripped clothing from the last issue. And X Men. Amazing. Cyclops looks in this. Oh, X. Uh, this is Cyclops looks awesome. Yeah. Like he really does. It uh, looks badass. This is why he was—I like, really liked him at the time. This issue is so foreboding; like you get a sense of dread because Jean Grey is so scared about what happened with her encounter with the Onslaught. You have uh, Archangel and uh, Psylocke not being able to communicate with the X Mansion because they've just had their interaction with uh, with uh, Juggernaut. Although Juggernaut traversed a lot of space, like a lot of distance, in a very short period of time, like they're acting like they just happened. Right? Like they're trying to get in touch with them and. Juggernaut's already there uh, Cannonball has like An interaction with Xavier and Xavier's Like a real dick to him That's right that, yeah. that's, that's her kind of idea That something's wrong And again there's this Panel with Just It's kind of a weird Composition but you Just see the legs Of Cannonball as he Walks away and just The silhouette of Xavier As he's in the hover chair And it's awesome Like again This brings me back To being like I guess how old Would I have been I would have I was like 12 years old so i was like this is totally for a 12 year old like a 12 year old this is awesome this is good stuff this is good, good stuff. stuff now like this this weird like anime manga-esque uh, hover bike futuristic stuff super futuristic very 90s. Very that 90s. uh that um gambit and bishop kind of surveying the water and then uh, juggernaut just jumping out of the water and just totally demolishing it at the exact right moment yeah. uh very cool and then Gambit, in the air, isn't able to throw his cards and then gets thwapped before he's even fallen in the water. Like, if you think about the sequence of events, that's pretty amazing. And then I like that he skips like a rock. Exactly, yeah. Two fingers, boop, and just yeah. sh- And I like that Bishop is or Like, he's taken out right away. Like right. He's not even... And then just the awesome shot of just Juggernaut just wading to shore, just carrying Bishop's body. Like, it's awesome. Um, again, we have more of... Um, of of dark beast, uh, Wolverine again extremely regressed at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, and one thing I, I miss about comics and is how many dialogue boxes are there? Just telling you about like these editors boxes telling you where else to go. Like, you don't you don't have to know things because they're gonna tell you. Like, um, I know that the Renegade Age of Apocalypse Beast made the switch with the regular Beast because it tells me. I know where to where to look. Uh, in current issues Wolverine to find out about his relationship with Elektra. Right. And know, it encourages
1: is... you to go and get other books. Absolutely. Right? It's like subliminal marketing right there and go buy other stuff. Why would you kind of go away from that?
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: there's another dialogue box I like guess the Fantastic Four when we get there. but uh, Okay. Probably miss that as well.
0: Um, and then we have again Juggernaut against Jean Grey. And Juggernaut is like Freaking huge. Like he's actually like he his size kinda changes throughout the That's like, true. She's at blowstrap level right now, standing. <laughs> Not in front even. Of a, like she's well, I guess she's right about there. Yeah. But then in the next panel, like she's well, I guess kind of up to his a little bit past his midriff Now I remember as a kid again thinking this is awesome because, you know, Dragonaut's like screaming at her and he's like, I need you to help me and he's like, You know this helmet is the only thing that protects me from your power? She's like, Yes and he takes it off and he's like, So what does this tell you? I'm like, That's badass Again, like Comics used to make me feel like this. Like maybe it's because I was a kid. Maybe it's because I was twelve years old. But I just feel like comics were pretty cool. And then again, you're getting the sense that something's really wrong with Xavier because there's like this interaction with the, with the Cyclops. Which again, the shadows in these pages are fantastic. The coloring's great. Uh, Xavier being like t- super twisted looking, very and then and then looking like scared, and then disappearing like super messed up. And it's just like a hologram. It's not even the real Xavier. Uh, very cool. And then we get up to. Uh, a giant, a vault. giant vault underneath the Xavier Mansion where Jean Grey, or, uh, Juggernaut are headed, so that she can pry into his mind. I remember reading that I was like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" And then that leads into X Men Fifty Four, which is a huge issue by uh, Adam Kubert, and I guess written by what Mark Waid. And it has a lot of classic what Adam Kubert, sorry Andy Kubert does, which is a lot of pages of all the X Men on it. Maybe not the best storytelling. A lot of posing like, the second page, sorry, the first page, first of all, Cannonball, looking at Xavier outside while in he's perched in a tree. What? <laughs> what is this? Who wrote this? And I, I like the like, Skyclops is just walking around and he's like, hey, I see you in the tree. Let me guess, you just had a bad talking to from Xavier. I know those. What is this? Like, I I love it because I was the right age for it and I still appreciate and enjoy these comics, but like, you look back and you're like, what? What? why is this happening? And then you have an, uh, the idea that they know that uh, Juggernaut's on the ground, so everyone's kind of going out looking for him, which is cool. Um, you have the classic shot of, like, people breaking up into teams. So, like, this big panel where you have, like, three characters lunging one way and then three other characters headed the other way and then two other characters going off the other direction. The composition's a little iffy, but... Um, at the top of this particular page, you have uh, Gambit with an awesome 90s billowing trench coat. Yeah. Like, only a... Uh, and, like, I like how Cannonball has jumped out of the tree, but has blasted out of the tree. And then is... Well, and he'd fall <laughs> he fall on his face, he jumped out. He could have just jumped out of the tree. He's not far from the ground. <laughs> he has to blast out. And then I like that in the last page of the uncanny issue, the vault is huge. Right. But then you get to this issue, and it looks like there's not even enough room for Juggernaut to stand. Like suddenly, it's 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 pretty short. Like you, maybe after that giant yeah. door, it's really totally tiny. a small room. Maybe. And I remember reading this when I was a kid, and so she was dressed in something different. And she was then, in her uniform. Yeah, and then in the uh, in this box here. Well, actually, was she in her uniform yeah. when they're they underground? Yeah. Oh yeah, she, she was. Her uniform, yeah. I like how when he first confronted her, she was not. She in was her not. Uniform. Yeah. So she went, took the time to change. change. Let me get into my work clothes because we're gonna be trudging through the sewers. But then when they show up, she's not wearing that anymore. And it says, "Hey, if you can explain Jean's costume change between Uncanny X Men three thirty four and now, you'll win yourself a bona fide no prize." What? <laughs> I like how the editor like noticed it too late, and it was like, "Hey, guys, no prize opportunity right here." And they're gonna sit, and they're gonna go into her. She's gonna go into his mind and find out the secret. And then I remember. Like they waste time in this issue Like oh no the door is unsealed We need to be able to be free from Everyone like being able to sense us And that's when Cyclops thinks something's wrong Because he can't sense her through the Rapport Everyone's looking for Juggernaut They can't find him Uh, They haven't figured out that Jean Grey was there Like you'd think Wolverine The heavily mutated more animalistic, Savage Wolverine Can't smell Jean Grey Near near, uh, Juggernaut's uh, stench Which is kind of weird uh, you have a, a panel of the regular beast escaping from his prison. Uh, then you have the shot of, which is horrible anatomy, oh. with Cyclops throwing open the door to confront uh, Xavier, and it yeah, is not the best look, worst Cyclops. anatomy ever. Yeah. He's got muscles on the side <laughs> that are on other muscles. Like he shouldn't be able to move. He's full of roids right now. <laughs> Uh, no wonder he's freaking out, and he goes to meet uh, Xavier, tells her that, you know, Jean Grey met Onslaught. He's kind of freaked out by it. He doesn't even remember having um, Franklin Richards' file open on his computer, which is super creepy when you look at it now, because it's a child, and he's just like, why are you looking at the picture of this child? I don't know. Like, maybe that's kind of a sense that something's wrong here. Um, you have a, a great sequence where Juggernaut's trying to bash down this, this mental block in his mind. With uh, um, Jean Grey's help. Uh, a great panel where Xavier's kind of thinking about his recent failures. Uh, he starts freaking out. Which, again, as a kid, I'm like, this is awesome. The, the panel's, like, on its side. Like, it doesn't really make any sense. And this weird, like, kind of multicolor energy, which... In the reprintings don't really capture it as well as the original comics did, because it was all glossy. So you had this really super glossy, like a rainbow effect that right. was on- that was onslaught. Which looking back is super weird. Why is ra- why is this rainbow effect onslaught? I yeah, guess trying to have some new kind of
1: visual effect as he transforms, I suppose. But I don't know. it's
0: a really well paced issue because he freaks out about all these things are happening. He's he's overwhelmed with the state of mutant kind, and then suddenly. With his purple, you know, so there's a rainbow energy around him, he realizes the secret about Onslaught, then you flip to the next page, and it's Jean Grey freaking out like Onslaught, I know who he is, you have to run, uh, you as a reader don't know yet, which is cool, she tells Juggernaut to run as far as he can, he starts running, and then he's just is trapped in this like kind of weird, almost MC Escher-like uh, mindscape, he sees xavier's office he goes in and and then you just see like the the overturned hover chair chuck isn't there turns around onslaught grabs him strips him the ruby uh, gem of sidorak from him which is freaking awesome and then the trades ruin it but um because i don't know if you can see paul the, the trade does not show you the exact image of the way xavier's supposed to look on top of onslaught because of the printing i guess when they printed the trade they couldn't replicate it but in the original issue you can actually see xavier's face in the trade you cannot but oh,
1: look at that, eh?
0: yeah but you see an awesome shot of of um of, uh, of onslaught holding the the gem of sidorak in his hand uh marco just being on the ground 54? like shuddering yeah 54 and uh at the end of the issue he he basically, like, he's fully realized that he is Onslaught, which is a huge deal, and he tells the X-Men, come to me, to me, my X-Men, uh, Juggernaut's a big, not a, not a problem anymore, and that's kind of leading into, we have not even gotten to Onslaught, that's not even, it hasn't even started right, right, yet,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, that's an awesome shot, nice use of the coloring effect that they were able to use at the time to really show Xavier, the dark version of Xavier in front of Onslaught, um. Very cool. Again, this was my era, so that's why I, yeah. that's why I love it. Uh, when I'm looking in the trade, they mentioned Fantastic Four 414, which is the issue before the first impact uh, or first tie-in right. that we got, which shows Charlie befriending Franklin. Uh, then we also have issue 400 of Avengers. At the very end of it, you have X-Men showing up because uh, he's warning them that Xavier's gone insane and he needs them... To come with him, and that'll be continued in uh, Uncanny X Men three thirty five. Yeah.
1: So in the in the trailers, are literally, final page splash like there's a sensational Spider Man number nine that's literally the sentinel slung over Ben's head, and that's yeah. Kind of,
0: yeah there's yeah. a lot of stuff like that. Uh, so then we go to Onslaught X Men. So what I like about this type of crossover is that it it wasn't it doesn't have like nowadays they have a main crossover event uh, is its Correct. own book typically. And then you have all these mess of times that may or may not end up mattering. Like, Original Sin's a good example of a lot of times not mattering at all. A few of them mattering or doing something, but for the most part, they're inconsequential. Here, it was completely different. You had the main story crisscrossing through these other books. Um, For the most part, you got most of the story if you just read the X-Men books, which... No, I think
1: you need the phase books. You could avoid the impact books. You need the phase books.
0: I don't know because I mean, if you look at the uh, if you look at the phases, um, I mean, I could say realistically, I feel like you could have you didn't need to. I mean, the phase one includes like Cable thirty four, X Men eighteen, Avengers four hundred one, and Fantastic four four fifteen. As a kid, I only read Uncanny X Men three thirty five and then X Men fifty five, which was also part of Phase 1. And those were kind of nice dovetails because Uncanny X-Men was the first one after Onslaught X-Men. All right. It launches everything. It launches the fact that you're going to have the X-Men going to... Um, they're all kind of convening. The Avengers show up. They're figuring out they got to go get Joseph who's hanging out with Rogue at this time yep. which happens in Avengers 401. Uh, they need X-Men to stay with X-Force to be protected yep. which ends up spinning into X-Men 18 and you find out what's going on with Cable. Well, actually... They kind of refer to Cable, and Cable goes up against, uh, what, Hulk. Hulk, yeah. In in Cable 34. But those, I mean, they're referenced enough in the other books that you almost feel like you don't miss anything. Because when you read X-Men 55, it comes after all those tie-ins. So they've already failed to uh, stop Xavier from abducting Franklin. That's already happened. So they talk about uh, FF-415. They talk about what's happened with X-Men. They talk about what's happened uh, in Avengers, because uh, you have a rogue and... And uh, Joseph showing up So as much as yes they're important to the overall story I think if you just read the X-Men Issues You're, you're kind of alright Whereas if you didn't read Uncanny X-Men But you just read Cable and X-Men and Avengers You wouldn't really know what's going on
1: Fair to say, I guess they do a good job in the main books Thinking if you're only going to buy those two You won't get lost Yes. But I think the phase books Matter
0: Oh absolutely, right? I'm not saying where, they don't matter where, I'm where, saying... the,
1: where the Impact books,
0: if you didn't read them, meh Right? And that relates to the, the the few I'm missing, the Iron Man and the Hulk and yeah. whatever. Although it's interesting, because one of the Impact books, I've always thought, I understand why it's not a phase book, but I think it's so important that it should have been a phase, which is uh, Wolverine 104. Because that's where you find that... That describes it, how it all... Yeah, the that's, essentially. that's the secret no origin of Onslaught, yeah. basically. So I feel no, I like, agree. even though it's not part of the overarching kind of forward progression of the plot, mm-hmm. it's an important piece to understanding how it all happened to begin with. Um... It doesn't really make a huge difference to anyone, but, I mean, it matters to me. No, um, I agree with you on that. So, um, what were your, your takeaways from Onslaught X-Men? It's a pretty pretty decent issue.
1: Absolutely. Um, it was, well, here's your alpha, right?
0: Yeah, this is your alpha. Instead of having X-Men Alpha or any of that garbage, yeah. instead they just call it uh, Onslaught X-Men. Now, I've always wondered this, and maybe it's in the... Um, um, actual like legal at the bottom of the page is it x-men onslaught or onslaught x-men what's it called onslaught x-men okay so, the, second, so one. the next one's called onslaught marvel universe correct because i was never quite sure if it was marvel universe onslaught or whatever the case might be it the artwork is a little inconsistent here because you get that first page of gene gray which is gorgeous yeah it's just um page. which is basically no also prologue p-r-o-l-o-g oops that's not a useful prologue oops not at all. Um, <laughs> actually, before I... Actually Who's talk your to... editor on this one? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Bob Harris. Oh, he's the editor-in-chief. That's fine. Um, actually, before I go forward... The Electra looking sexy. I want to mention, actually, the house ads at this time, <laughs> they were all kind of the same. You'd have a character, you'd have their name, and then you'd have like a bit of uh, uh, dialogue above that character, or kind of crisscrossing that character, whatever. And this is Electra, and I... That's a super sexy electro. That is, wow. Excessive. Like, look at that. <laughs> look at, the, look at the, the upper leg. Like, that's, uh, that's... I dig it. That's a thick thigh. <laughs> um, but you get into, anyways, getting into the issue <laughs> yeah. at, at hand. Um, very cool stuff because we've seen in early issues of Uncanny X-Men, when Bishop first showed up, this this fabled tape of, uh, of Jean Grey, which for years I hadn't read the issue where we actually saw that the first time. Have you ever read it, Paul? What issue is it in? Uh, Oh, it's like an early... It's right around when Bishop first showed up. I think it's like X-Men 287 or something. But they know. But, like, you actually... That's where you first see this tape that we see later, which I've always liked comparing them because you see her talking, and most of it works. Like, they had to use this dialogue and figure out how to integrate it with the storyline they were writing. Wow. Which shows, like, they were able to kind of go back... Comics don't do this anymore, Like not to this degree, but like her saying, like like if you go through it, it verbatim. I believe it's almost exactly verbatim. I'd have to go through it again, but I I think most of it's it's correct. And like the whole betrayed by one of our own, like it's all there. Um, and and even like even uh, the idea that uh, onslaught says die, like that that that's all in the original. You know, the dream will never die. You may have killed the X Men. But the dream will never die. Like it's all there in X Men two eighty seven. Which was what? How many years earlier? Like wow. four or five years earlier. So that I mean they didn't know what they were gonna do with it, obviously. Like this at is at the time they this was back in the time when they just threw shit on the page. Yeah, let's plant this and we'll eat it later kind of thing. Exactly. But this I is one of the that times, existed. look at that. You didn't know that existed? No. Nope. Oh no, this is this is huge. And um so you have it's all about I love how they started too. Again, they play with tenses because you start the issue with, with Jean Grey already being like the last one standing. She's trying to give this recording. She's freaked out. Xavier's gone nuts. And then you have Xavier show up and it looks like she's dying. And then we flip to, you know, uh, a few hours earlier uh, or 45 minutes earlier. Which is, again, really cool that you see this span of time and all the X Men converge. Again, classic X Men. Of the time you and have I'm flying into the room Xavier, right? Xavier sitting like by In his, his chair I don't even know what time of day this is he, Look at the, those long extended fingers Like he's he's all pensive and The X-Men are like Rocketing into the room Like you have Cannonball Just blasting in Where is Gambit leaping from Oh Gambit's picture? like leaping I think that there's supposed to be like Some stairs And then it kind of goes down Or something Oh maybe of, I, I, I'm reaching a little This is yeah. by Adam Kubert And Dan Green The artwork in this it's issue Still some pretty good stuff it's pretty crazy, and a lot of it's flashback. I mean, and the, the idea that Xavier has made a mistake. Now, looking yeah. at it now, holy shit! There's dialogue in this issue. Like, yeah, the, there's a page where Xavier. Well, because
1: if you hadn't read anything, if this was the first, if this is the number one issue you got, and you mm-hmm. had to catch up on everything that's already kind of gone on, all the teasing, everything. Here's here it is in this big blur by Xavier, Absolutely. and the idea Let's that Xavier's
0: Xavier's not he's done being nice he's done being Mr. Nice Guy he's he, he's fed up yeah. and they're going to be more proactive and Jean Grey's freaked out about this she can't even get into Xavier's mind and then uh, this is always a funny thing she looks down and sees this paperweight on the, on the desk and it's the Crimson Gem of Sidorak I out. like that she can recognize the Crimson Gem because it's it, it's bonded to to uh, to, uh you never yeah. really see it no it's like the fact that Onslaught even rips it from his body Is a little funny Because it's not like something you can see And separate from his body But here Jean Grey knows it enough to see it And actually sees a miniature version of Dragonaut Fighting inside of it Which when you read X-Men Unlimited That's not what's happening I guess not The funny thing is The Jean Grey action figure That yeah. was released for the
1: Onslaught line there were uh the Onslaught The really bad Wolverine Jean I can't remember the fourth figure For the life of me right now Um but the Jean Grey comes with the gem and a tiny juggernaut that's, that's punching
0: inside really literally yeah that's hilarious yeah. Uh, then we have Xavier basically uh, revealing himself and saying that he is Onslaught uh, he's calling them sheep maybe not the best way to engender you know um, loyalty and yeah. the idea that, you know, he's, he's no longer Xavier, he's Onslaught now. Yeah, the
1: Storm is pretty brutal,
0: though. Oh, there's a shot of Storm, like, freaking out. Yeah, it's it's not good. It well, good. no, you're you missing, that one. On the top of that page, you have Wolverine freaking out, too. It's bad enough that he has, like, the ridiculous, like, mutton chops that are outgrowing themselves. Uh, and he makes, like, Iceman turn into, like, an Onslaught-looking... Ice? Caricature. Yeah, yeah. Ice caricature. Now, the next shot's nice of of uh I don't think it's actually Kubert. I think it's Dan Green, but I kind of a weird perspective shot of, of Cyclops blasting. Galactic blast, yeah. But like the way he's standing, like he's a little twisted, right? Yeah, it's yeah. weird. And then like all oh, the X-Men sta- again, a classic everyone's standing behind uh, leader ready to go. Yeah. yeah. I and, miss
1: these days. Of every little No, or... just here here's the team. Like, you know, you have the Avengers and their various forms, but you can always usually count on A few Cap of them and Thor. And I'm not always being there. Who are the X Men now anymore? There's such a hodgepodge of,
0: of characters and no They one knows, are the well they're technically like now. the original four of the original five in the present. They're kind of X Men now. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's through the like, mess right now. That's what you mean, exactly. Yeah. Like, there, there's no coherent team. There's a school, and there's squads that sometimes form, but there's not... There's almost... Everyone's an X-Man, so yeah. it's almost too much. It's kind of like I, the Avengers, where everyone's an Avenger now, um, that you have too many X-Men, whereas at this time, like, technically for this era, it's a pretty you, small still, team. you still had too many X-Men at the time. Like, a few issues later, they would pare it down more, because they're like, there's too many characters. These days, there's so many more than this, that this almost seems like a, like a quaint... A quick this moment.
1: But yeah, look at this. It's a very small group of characters. That's major For sure.
0: Around. And they all fight Onslaught. Now, what's weird about this whole fight is that really, it makes no sense. Like, the ground explodes because, they, like, what, Gambit touched the ground or something? Like, there's a lot of stuff going on here that doesn't make a lot of sense. Again, the q art is very rushed. But There's a shot of uh, Gambit, you know... Smashing his fist. You know, slapping his fist together, which looks, like, really cheesy. Um, you have a lot of, like, kind of the... The, you have to put the issue on its side like again they did that a lot in the 90s Very sure. um, you have these pages which look a more like Dagen Green's artwork where you have the FF and you have Charlie talking to Franklin the art here is pretty terrible you like so? I don't like it I think it's pretty bad it's fine look a thing Look at him reading a newspaper. Like, what's happening? This per- a big orange
1: man. That's what it looks like. We, no, nah, the
0: perspective about. doesn't look very good. Nah. I do like that the X-Men get into uh, the ready room of Xavier. They're finding information on X-Men. They're like, what, what does this mean? Uh, they realize Onslaught's in their mind. Onslaught shows up and, like, blows everything up. Um, which, again, doesn't really make a lot of sense, but whatever. Uh, you have Nate Gray causing con- chaos. confronting the Avengers, which you got to look at the shot of Thor, uh, in this group <laughs> shot it is so bad there's no detail on his <laughs> wow. face
1: wow the old man terri- the Iron
0: Man's brutal too oh yeah well the Iron Man's not as bad no it's not good and, uh, and like, well, why is your Iron Man so huge just kind of well my question also is that where is like it's unfortunate it's in the fold of the page is uh, oh, the Wasp
1: the Wasp is better shown here
0: yeah Oh, in the original single he's yeah. better and then even the Scarlet Witch, I love that costume. It's kind She's of a weird there. size. That is there. a very nice costume, actually. I like it a lot. I think Nate loves it too. Yeah. Uh, it's, Overpowered, it's, baby. Again, it's a big thing, but it's weird too because X Men's like spazzing out. He's like, you gotta, you gotta come with me. Like Xavier's dangerous. His nose and he's just bleeding. Just bleeding out of his nose mm-hmm. for no reason. Nothing's happened and then again classic Thor of this era oh it's blood the lad is bleeding from within mayhap his claims have merit what because he's bleeding through his nose because he's having a nosebleed because he's a spaz (laughs) you think that maybe there's something to this um and you get to again uh onslaught thrashing bishop uh you have um I don't know why they're trying to fix cerebro at this point because like aren't they a little bit freaked out by onslaught but they're fixing cerebro trying and track him with it I don't know I don't know um, Then you have Dark Beast Kind of revealing himself To Onslaught And trying to pledge his allegiance Which is very much A Dark Beast thing to do He's, mm-hmm. he's not stupid He knows who's strongest In the room And he's gonna Try and you know he's Very diabolical You have Onslaught Being surprisingly Not as powerful As he would let on He's a little weak uh, This shot of uh upside down which, Where is she? Like wh- why is he Even doing this to her? And even If you look at the Perspective on Onslaught It's a little unclear Like where his head is it's, right, nice, nice. I, I I get where it is, but it's just kind of weird. Like, how big is this shoulder armor? Pretty big. And what again, classic. You know, her 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 outfits all ripped, and she's gritting her teeth because it's gritty, and it's the nineties. Very nineties, very, very much. And she's able to escape, and she gives does the recording, which then leads into the beginning of the issue. She's about to get dis- like I guess destroyed. That's a classic X Men cartoon reference. Um, then you have all the X-Men kind of showing up again This is kind of a, a badass shot I don't know where they are Like, I love the smoking visor from Cyclops Yeah, yeah. a little bit of the energy kind of seeping out too yeah. you know, It's very cool Um, Man, there's just so many energy blasts Like, So much just like Onslaught's getting his hand like, They're really giving it to him, but it's all in his mind And then I always love this moment This is when they should have killed Bishop This is the moment Bishop should have died is that Onslaught's about to destroy all the X-Men. He's about to blast them. Bishop knows this is his moment. This is the moment he was sent back for. This is, Well, not the moment he was sent back for, because he, he wasn't sent coming back on purpose. But ever since he's been here, he knows he's, he wants to prevent this one critical action, and he's able to stop Onslaught from murdering the X-Men. He should be dead. This is his moment. I agree. Better like, than what happened to him in the... Uh... Because think about it. Does anything good with Bishop happen after this, besides him having sex with Deathbird? Because that's cool. <laughs> him having a nice relationship with Deathbird Bird in space. That's about all he had that was cool after this. After that, then he became a He a, was pretty cool a, in a distorted uh, villain. the early on of Extreme X-Men. I Extreme guess. X-Men? Alright, he was yeah. kind of cool. Well, and he was cool as the cooler. detective of well, District X, District too. X. But, I mean, if they But just... they flushed him down the
1: toilet when he was chasing Hope and yes. Cable.
0: So if they killed off Bishop, I think he'd be remembered fondly. Like, Here, yeah, for sure. Even if they had brought him back later, it would have been different. Like... I, I just think that the whole the character would have been cool, especially when you have onslaught so full of shit. Impossible was enough psionic energy to stop a thousand mutants. I'm pretty sure that's not true. I'm pretty sure you just got beaten up pretty badly in the last few pages. Uh, I do like though that Bishop does a nice faceplant because of all the energy he's uh he's he's brought in, which realistically. Um, if we're... To believe movies like X-Men First Class, if you absorb too much energy, you blow up. Oh, Darwin! That's what happened to Darwin. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, well, he swallowed the energy, so maybe that's what's And
0: again, uh, Onslaught and Beast then teleport out. I don't know where they got teleporting technology, but they phase out. Like, they, they fade out. And then they're gone, and then the X-Men are like, what do we have... To, what do we do now? And then the last page, the On... The, um... The, all these sentinels in I don't know, the heart of America, they suddenly come online and they're just saying onslaught. Oh, Which is, again, a great starting point. And, and
1: sentinels here are so badass, so scary, such a big threat to absolutely. especially mutants. To, so use them as your primary, like your army mm-hmm. to kick ass. No.
0: Nope. From this point, I'm going to see if we can be a little bit quicker. And going no, for variations. sure, yeah. Absolutely. Because I, I, I said at the outset, I mean, you're the one start one issue by issue. I know. I was on. like, oh, we're not going <laughs> to do that. And now I'm flipping through it and I'm like, no, I'm doing that. Uh, I'm going to try and do it faster, though. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, Ozymandias had only appeared two, two issues earlier. I think the X-Men
1: issues, we'll, we'll start spending more time, but once you get to the other stuff, this less... Uh, we'll breeze through the other X-Men-y. stuff. Yeah. Uncanny
0: X-Men, I remember... Uh, I couldn't get this at my, um, at my uh, Spinner Rock. I couldn't find it. Oh, I love it. this cover, by the way. I had to get my... My mom bought it for me at a comic book store near, near her work, and she was like, Oh, I'll go buy... I'll tell me what issue it is, and I remember it, and I had it like, in a bag and a board, because up until then, mm-hmm. I just had all all the issues were, single, were um, um, loose. Right. So this is my first issue that I had like in a bag and board it was like a big deal Ooh. on it It even had like an Onslaught sticker on it. Like there was um, I, don't, I don't think I have it anymore but there used to be like um, uh, an Onslaught sticker they would put on certain comics that they would give I guess to the retailers and it was like Onslaught known as safe so I had it like across the plastic. Oh cool. It was very cool. Uh, awesome cover. this cover. It's Love free. it. I mean you One have my favorites. You have onslaughts happening, and then you have Apocalypse in the background. You're like, holy shit, what's going on there? Uh, Ozymandias had just been introduced. You have an awesome shot of Joe Madshot of the X-Men. Often... often, Savage Wolverine looks decent. Often imitated, never duplicated. Like, this is fantastic. Even though it's the bandana... Ridiculously blo- uh, no. like bone so claws, even the
1: hair on his arm is ridiculous. What's going on there? I
0: don't know. Like, well, especially with the bone claws, too. It's one thing like, they give him bone claws, but then at the end of the bone claws, they have them jagged.
1: Yeah, what? Yeah, they that really hard. might make him very, very savage, right? I think they really played around with this idea for Wolverine. I think at the end of the day, he eventually just healed back to normal, right? He just kind of, yeah, they never really addressed it, just became normal again, and they because they knew up. it
0: was a bad idea, yeah. And they had either a red bandana or a blue bandana. Correct. Depending on which issues well, you're reading. It was
1: a mood bandana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, as I said, Joe Madge is the artwork here and it is... I like this Fantastic
1: Four statue. Of yeah. Mars and Mars. It's pretty
0: cool. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, again, Apocalypse. Now, uh, I'm a kid. I've but seen... important. You must read also X-Men until now that's before right, you get yeah. this issue. Exactly. Go back. Um, Apocalypse, when he wakes up, I didn't even know what had happened to Apocalypse. I didn't know that he had Theoretically died in the uh, Executioner song. I didn't even know what that was because I hadn't read it yet. Exactly. All I knew was the cartoon. I knew Apocalypse from that, so I'm like, alright, that's cool. Yeah. Um, in these bandages, which makes no sense. Like, like he was mummified. He's, why yeah. was he mummified?
1: Because he's Egyptian. He's Apocalypse.
0: I guess, but there's not even enough to have mummified him.
1: It's coming off as he's raising from the sarcophagus. Give the guy a break. And then man. he just like
0: floats. He just floats up and he's like, uh,. It's it's been too long, and then Uatu shows up because they're like buddies, like like they have like some serious uh, discussions throughout the storyline. There's no reason for Uatu to be here, like if if there's important. It's a major
1: event. This is the Watchers where he does.
0: Well, apocalypse waking up is a huge event. Absolutely. I don't know about that. Back then,
1: uh, back then.
0: I guess, but not anymore. But back then. No, well now, well now he's dead. But I mean, before he was dead, I mean he was showing up for, you know, oh, we're going to fight each other and have registration and a civil war is going to happen. I am to. This is cosmic importance. But that's not so stupid. Um, again, as a kid, I don't really know who the Avengers are, so I remember looking at this and, like, oh, Iron Man and Captain America. Oh,
1: you're...
0: The, the pigs are different. Oh, really? I got an ad or some bullshit. Oh, because you have an ad and I don't. That's, that's right. uh, again, a huge... I, they look great, though, eh? They look great, and the, this is a classic kind of thing that the X-Mansion is destroyed. Or, like, pretty damaged. Um, How many times is the X-Mansion? That's Avengers the thing. But, but as a kid, I don't know that. Right. As a kid, I only know it got destroyed once in the <laughs> X-Men the animated series. In the X-Men animated series, I remember I got the story because the Juggernaut destroyed it. Right. Remember at the end of the issue, like, that mansion, it's been destroyed. Right. Remember that? So, like, right. that's the only time I'd ever seen that. So seeing it here was a big enough. deal. Um, again, enough. the shadows that Joe Mad plays with are great. Um... The their Quinjet gets attacked. You have a Quicksilver. I love this Quicksilver costume. I think it's yeah, my, it's really it's good. my favorite Quicksilver costume. Really it's good. it's just very cool looking. He goes and he grabs Gambit again. This is classic like nineties. He's grabbed Gambit. He's got his you know his hand on his throat, and then you have a gun click and it's yeah, Bishop yeah. and Bishop's like let him go. Well, we're gonna so learn how fast. just how fast you yeah, are. Yeah, like yeah. come on, and then he gets like blasted by like what Scarlet Witch. And you have the Avengers there, and then lightning comes down and blasts like the Quinjet, yeah. and then you have the X Men attacking them. and It's like, come on! Here's AVX. Cla- classic, be- classic yeah. misunderstanding. Look at this beautiful
1: uh, <laughs> splash page. of X Men running into action.
0: And then you have like uh, X Men freaking out because he's never seen Jean Grey here before, and Jean Grey looks like Madeline Pryor, which is kind of weird that he's met Jean Grey in a different reality, um, back in the Age of Apocalypse. Never made the connection that Madeline Pryor looks identical, and then here he freaks out because very looks like Madeline Pryor He phases Out of the Quinjet Grabs telepathic Ideas from Everyone And creates a Giant psionic Composite image Of an onslaught Now as a kid This is cool Looking at it now What? What is what, What is Happening?
1: He, he's saying hey here's our threat stop fighting this is yeah. our threat here and then focus. great
0: he then he gets an the blast to the back of the head from his dad basically yeah. like his dad from another reality and this is an awesome shot of Cyclops because he doesn't have the um, I guess the shoulder strap no it's, he's not wearing it right now he's just wearing the the underwear with the awesome pouches but he looks badass yeah Slate rip and he's pissed. And then, I, unfortunately, the only character that doesn't look that great by Joe Madden here, and it's not really Joe Mad's fault. It's because this is how Wolverine looks right now. Because oh, Wolverine looks terrible. Oh, I know. Because everyone else looks great, and they're all like, "We think the Xavier's mind is being influenced by Magneto." So, you know, Quicksilver's like, "Of course." He
1: here at crosses with Excalibur.
0: Okay, yeah, he is. Uh, again, I like this thing because this is the. I mean, as much as Onslaught X Men was the the beginning. This is almost more of the beginning to the actual storyline. Because that was more the unveiling of, of him kind of turning on the X-Men. But this is cool because you have every team getting involved. Like Excalibur is being let known. Like, What I like about this is the idea that everyone is kind of playing in the same field. You know, everyone lets the, every team know what's going on. Like, I don't know. Something about this era I it love. Was,
1: it was really... They, they did a really good job keeping everybody connected. And you really felt that the Marvel Universe... Because um, events now, you, you know when it's an Avengers event, and you know they keep the other yep. pieces to the side, right? Mm-hmm. They really did a good job with Onslaught. That's why I wish they they would try to go back to something like this before they really used the right pieces and brought them into play, and they didn't just you know write stories for sake of a, a BS tie-in, right? No, Everything sure. kind of had a, a semi-purpose, right?
0: Yeah, and they all did, and like. You have uh, them realizing that obviously there's a connection between Magneto and, and uh, Professor Xavier. This is when you really have the idea that they're going to split out into teams. <laughs> Again, great artwork by Joe Mad. And it
1: gets because everyone, okay, you get to draw the Avengers and X Force and this mm-hmm. and that, all in this issue. It's amazing.
0: As much as it's, I, I'm not a huge fan of this version of Thor. He's freaking towering over Storm, who is shown to be quite a tall woman, but he's like towering over her. Like his, he's she's barely coming up to like the top of his back. He's massive Which he should be He's a god Right Kind of He's not really a god At this point Even though he still says Odd's blood <laughs> uh, So a- X-Force has to take care of x Man and basically Babysit him um, The Avengers are gonna As I said Go after well, they're, they're Rogue
1: They're gonna strike team They're gonna put him Under anyone's protection They're the team to do it with Right
0: And like Cyclops sends Storm after, uh, after Cable Cause she's worried about him Cause they don't know Where he is Right um, Wolverine's gotta Figure some stuff out On his own With his awesome bandana uh, just, very, just re-
1: very classical variant.
0: You have um, And again, it tells you What we going to do Where it, to find it, so yeah go. um, uh, You have Angel and Psylocke Are coming to the mansion To pick up Cyclops So they can go to were uh, Island, Year Island. Yeah. Uh, Beast is kind of In the thrall of Onslaught And and I, I, it's So dumb it's So very classic In his eye You have Xavier Sad Well, in the field position Sad but and Xavier this, the, in the, here's the field position. you still know that Xavier still Onslaught in
1: there. Onslaught isn't exactly Xavier, but
0: well, you you, you got that him. from Onslaught X Men because he ke- kept saying Xavier created me. Right. I am I am this ultimate expression of this piece of Xavier, but I'm not necessarily Xavier himself. Um, then I'm going by the trade paperback, so I know that some things aren't in the trade that we talked about prior to the podcast. But we got uh, Phase One. Uh, continued in Avengers 401, which is guest starring Magneto in Rogue of the X-Men. Magneto's not of the X-Men. I'm just going to say that. He's an X-Men character, but... Right. Uh, it's called Sins of the Father. Classic kind of cover. Now, suddenly Thor has As a full armor. costume. Yeah. Um, which
1: looks pretty... I like... I don't mind it.
0: Um, I don't like it. I,
1: I'll, I'll take it better than the shirtless man with pants well, and a hammer.
0: the coloring on the cover I don't like. Because in, in the actual issue, generally it looks different. He's still um, sure what's the issue, though. Now it's interesting because you look at this artwork. Now Tom Palmer does the the inks, and his inks are extremely heavy. But,
1: I can see that. Yeah. But
0: this is—I mean—it's hard to believe this is Mike Diodato Like he does the this is pencils this is Deodato? by this is Diodato pencils. Yeah, out of ten. But the inks are so heavy, and Palmer has so distinctive his, on his on his finishes that you can't even tell that this is Mike Diodato Wow. Like there's nothing in here that screams Diodato, right? Uh, it's kind of an interesting issue, though, because there's a lot of kind of Scarlet Witch re- reflecting on her past with Magneto. Um, you have the Joseph, who is again st- extremely young, flirting, hanging out with with uh, Rogue. Who at the time I'm like, what, what's happening? I don't know what's happening. But I'm not lost, I'm excited. Because I don't know what's happening, but I want to know more. Exactly. So uh, we, we,
1: all, we all know from knowing the 90s cartoon, it's Rogue mm-hmm. and Gambit, that's how it's supposed to work. Exactly. And what are you doing? Why are you messing with the works?
0: And then, uh, Quicksilver beating up on, on Joseph. Again, then Rogue fighting Vision. like Very like classic, you know, well, we're all going to misunderstand each other. We're going to fight each other. And uh, Cap America gets hit in his face with his own shield because of uh, Joseph controlling the shield. And,
1: Vibranium.
0: I mean, and plus... <laughs> Again, very classic. Um, Quicksilver, total overkill, is grabbing, like, what? A, a, a giant, like, wooden spike, and he's gonna stab his father with it. Like, that's kind of messed up shit. And then uh, Scarlet sees it, and then alters probability, so instead, giant water spout, like, blows through this pier that they're fighting on, which doesn't make any sense. This is the first shot I think that actually looks like Mike Diadado. It's an awesome shot of... Uh, right after that happens of Scarlet right Witch in this costume. Yeah. The way she's standing, the energy, the certain lines, that looks more deodato than almost anything else in the issue. I agree. Uh, and then they, basically they grab Joseph and, and Rogue and they head on, head on to meet the X-Men. And then it brings us to Fantastic Four, Fifteen, second last issue of Fantastic Four. Uh, in Phase 1, artwork our, our by Carlos Pacheco, who... I think this is probably one of his stronger eras. Uh, He did X-Men not long after this, and I don't like his modern artwork nearly as much as this stuff. Again, it's a lot of Charlie and and Franklin hanging out, chilling. Um, This is so 90s, because when you look at it, you're like, Leisure the Laser Fist is here, because she's still kind of estranged from Johnny. Uh, You have the kind of interesting Sue Storm costume. It's not quite the boob window. Not the boob four, yeah. But it's around that time you have uh xavier you know is, is coming to meet them you have nathaniel richards is still there i love this version of nathaniel richards when he's got like a bionic eye very much of the time everyone has a messed up eye in this period right very true of, you got like strife um strife cable who else is eye? nate gray obviously yeah uh, you got nathaniel richards um Again, you have, like, the, the Hawkeye of the 90s. 90s uh, Crystal in her 90s costume. We have the mutated wasp you mentioned earlier. The interesting kind of half-cow look that Giant Man was rocking at the time. They're they're trying to get in touch with um, Scott Lang at For at Freedom's Plaza to let him know, like, Xavier's dangerous. Uh, Xavier's able to interfere so they can't get their message through. Uh, one of my favorite shots of this period of the FF, it's just... Um, uh, Reed, Sue, and Ben, and Ben having his stogie, which he's not allowed to do anymore, right. which I miss, and having his leather, a giant le- like leather jacket on top of that, which doesn't make any sense. And Xavier's trying to basically say, like, you should send Franklin to the school, um, and then, you know, you have um, the Avengers showing up with Crystal and Lockjaw, and then Onslaught just goes, ape shit. And that's the rest of the issue. It's just a fight, but it's cool. Like, it's good art, um, it's strong, it's Maybe he's a little extra long But I do like the idea know this is important to later That Nathaniel Richards at one point Had armor that would protect him From Franklin Richards' psionic powers So he tries to stop uh, Onslaught Onslaught's able to rip it apart Because of his magnetism Which, to be honest Is never really given a lot of sense As to why he has magnetism Just because he has the mind of You know, Xavier Doesn't mean he has magnetic powers I
1: Yeah, but there's a combination
0: of Of psionics? Too, I you know, know. Uh, but, yeah, just. Uh, there's a shot in here of. Um, it looks like they just rounded a corner. Like, doesn't it? Like, you have Hawkeye and Thing, and it looks like they just came around a corner. Right. Hawkeye's drawing his bow. Uh, thing's like, it's clobbering time, and they're going to fight against Onslaught, and uh doesn't go very well. No. Interesting pairings in here, too, because you have, like, Invisible Woman and Bishop. Two characters who have nothing in common. And it's just kind of interesting to see them together, uh, fighting against Onslaught together. And then, like,. Naked Xavier being like, "Oh no no, Don't hurt you, me. you stopped onslaught. Yeah. I'm okay." And it's like, "You trusting fool," uh, again, <laughs> again showing the level of editorial um, uh, continuity. You have onslaught, sorry, Apocalypse and Uatu show up, which although Uatu looks like he's wearing different clothes, he's wearing like red right golden armor. Yeah. Weird. Uh, but they show up having previously shown up in Uncanny, which is cool too because you have this these characters showing up in these different books. You have the most thick version of Reed Richards well, you've ever seen. But
1: because they explain it, though. I see here. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to touch the dialogue box up here, which, you know, usually you have to kind of assume stuff or look at the drawings. Mm-hmm. But here they kind of give you an explanation and a narrative that's explaining what's happening with Reed Richards right now. He wants to protect his son at all costs. So, so he hulks up the thing like. Yeah. Proportions. You know, and here, here's a power you didn't, you just thought he stretched, mm-hmm. right? But then he just uses his powers in a different way, right? And it, it's funny that how they narrate and say, now at long last, the Iceman knows why the man is actually called Mr. Fantastic, That's right? Like cool. It, 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 it's from his per- shows Eisner's perspective, and shows me as a reader mm-hmm. who I don't read fantastic four. I don't know this kind of stuff. It gives yep. me that perspective as well. I thought that was really cool, and I, I miss this kind of stuff in current. Now, what
0: pages. I like is at the next page. This is very classic like nineties. Like you're you're reading this riveting storyline, and then you're going to see the thing finding Elijah, and then and then basically revealing that he knows that she's Laura Green, this girl he was kind of seeing, and, and it's just like. It's so melodramatic, and he's like, I've always known, we'll figure this out later, like, they're still in love, like, they have this strange relationship, in the middle of this abduction of his, like, his nephew, like, it's just an interesting, so much going on, yeah. and that time the Fox was still able to throw this in, and then you have... Basic Onslaught is able to defeat them briefly, and he abducts Franklin and takes them all with him. Uh, takes him with him, leaves the X Men all there, and that leads to X Men 55, which I've mentioned many times already. Now, in the train paperback, the next phase we have, instead of going right into X Men 55, we have the next issue, which is of Cable, uh, where Cable fights Hulk. Uh, realistically, it doesn't move a lot of the storyline forward that much well it brings Cable into play you have much more of Ozymandias who's really making a lot of play when you think about it he only showed up three months earlier and he's making tons of appearances like that's kind of crazy for a brand new character sure. uh, Cable's got a hover bike that I've never seen before <laughs> it's super and, badass and he's able bikes. to take off part of it and it looks like a shield, shield. Yeah. like what the hell um, and Cable looks badass because it's Ian Churchill he makes everyone look massive and thick even like Hulk's pretty badass, although this is Professor Hulk, and there's some shots where he looks like he's just regular insane Hulk. And then Hulk starts talking and you're like, Okay, well maybe you should illustrate it the same way. Like he he makes it look like two different versions of Hulk is here. And then Hulk kicks cable. It's not it's not very good artwork. Like look at look at the perspective. How high up is this leg? He's doing like a <laughs> high step. And really and then so like it's just a long cable fight. I do like that you have a Greyhawk at one point. Sorry for the stuff. I'm looking at this. Uh, oh, there's an overpower, overpower card. And then, yeah. going to go this, back in time this, and this play This my shit
1: right here. Well, no, because I, I went to this national championships in Milwaukee.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah. The one that they mentioned in yeah, this. the Gen Con
1: game That's fair. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, when was this? My God, this was... Uh,
0: well, it's 96, right?
1: Yes. Wow. So, well, so when matters. did you go? August of that year.
0: So you're 17 years old. Yeah. You're going to Milwaukee. In the national to play Playing overpower. Yeah, national championship. Because at the
1: time I was in the top 10. I was number seven. Wow. At the time. So I was. I, I was. I don't know, like how qualified. did you? How did you do in that game? Uh, the same. Uh, lady won it both years. Oh, so the it was it was a a lady? Two national tournament Wow. Uh, this this lady. She was this. uh, uh yeah, This math whiz or something, and she was able to really know how to play the odds with the cards, and she'll build her deck so accurately. Really? Um, and yeah, she was just untouchable. She was really good.
0: Um, this issue Sorry, has a, a great. Um, now, this is an issue of what happens a lot is that, okay, Storm's powers, she can't actually generate lightning from her hands. Right? I mean, she controls the weather, she can't generate the weather from her hands. But they do this a lot in the 90s in the, in the cartoon. In the cartoon, yeah. in the cartoon, she also has the ability to cr- create lightning that changes her costume. So, I mean, she can do a lot of things in the, in the cartoon.
1: I like this costume.
0: You like this one? I do. I really do. It's got an elegance to it. Yeah. Um, so she she's able to save Cable because he's getting his ass kicked by, by Hulk. And Hulk goes pretty savage. And then, like, honestly, Hulk, uh, Cable should be dead. Like, Hulk smashes him in the face. And he's fine. He's good. And uh, again, more apocalypse, and he's 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 just waiting in the wings for the dawn of apocalypse. Like he's so excited.
1: Well, exactly. But let uh, onslaught do all the work, and he can step in. No, it's interesting
0: is that you have cable uh, fighting Hulk, who's working with onslaught, and then the next chapter is not an actual phase. It's an impact. It's Incredible Hulk four forty four, and it has got to be some of the worst looking art. It is ever. Bad. It
1: is really even the cover. If is you look horrendous. at this cover, it the cover is, is so is bad. I know. It's funny too because. I, I remember reading this impact issue much later. Okay. Because, again, I saw the phase stuff and this is the impact thing, yep. so I didn't read it. But the, chronologically, when you read them, they do work well one after the other. Absolutely. So it does make sense how it's placed here in the collection. But yeah, it's
0: bad. <laughs> the art's oh, bad. Look at the anybody have? We're on page two, and. <laughs> Hulk's body is like Ridiculous It's not even like Muscular It almost looks flabby Is it
1: the same guy Who drew that blob It, it
0: looks like he's the blob <laughs> Yeah And there's just the, Like the line works bad Like there's a shot of yeah, him Like on top of a it's building
1: horrendous art
0: And and like the I, coloring so how, Is how terrible
1: how you go From the Churchill issue Just before to that
0: It's really yeah, rough And like it's... the coloring Is by um Glynis Oliver and Malibu Did the enhancement And it is Just absolutely That's Atrocious artwork like not one bit of it is good. Mm. The writing's good, but it's hard to appreciate it because the story looks so garbage. And at one point, like doesn't um uh Hulk have some sort of like bomb in his mouth or something and then he, like he coughs out like an explosion, I don't know, a little puff of smoke. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really bad. So that that's that's the volume That's one. everything in my first volume of my complete epic uh, onslaught collection, and we're an hour and a half in. <laughs> so this is totally my fault. <laughs> That this is happening, <laughs> so we're gonna have to ramp it up because I, I love Onslaught. This it's, is, it's good stuff in here. This man. is my time. I, I like looking back at this. Um, next up, in at least I'm going by the chronology of the trade. Yeah, of go for, trades, it, go for I
1: gotta re jig mine in the right order. Of uh, sure. we have
0: Excalibur 100, or really just the end of that issue where you so have the
1: tail end of Xavier protocols, they, which is, is this a big the first deal. thing of that. Yes, okay.
0: This is the first time the Xavier protocols are mentioned. Yep. Um, so they go to Muir Island, they find out that. Um, in case anything ever was compromised uh the Xavier has left these special protocols uh basically a way of taking down all the x men plus uh I Xavier like I himself.
1: Wolverine and cable like the captive Wolverine threw his head very far away, and
0: yeah, that's the only ones we actually see in this point point. and then they 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 get back on their plane, they fly back to New York again, this is back when you couldn't email that shit <laughs> <laughs> like. Like it seems kind of quaint that oh we gotta go get these protocols so oh, we gotta go and get this computer file that can't just be sent to us. Um, next up is Wolverine one hundred four, which is as I said is pretty big. It's the answer at last, the beginning of onslaught, and it's Impact one. Um, again, not the best point of like time for the character. It's artwork by Val Simic, or Simek's, and uh, it's written by Larry Hama. The artwork could be a lot better. Uh, again, is it by Larry Hama. Did Yeah, he was writing Wolverine for a long time.
1: I didn't know that. No. No, oh, he, he had a quite he, a long he's run. He's a guest at the next show. Oh, at I, the next uh, tour yeah. show?
0: Yeah. Mm, that sucks bad. balls. That does suck balls. If yeah, balls could be sucked, um, I regretted that immediately. I regretted that immediately. Um, you have it again. This is very nineties, where it's always like raining. It's always lightning in the. <laughs> Like, seriously, <laughs> how much rain and lightning is there? Like, and plus, Wolverine, <sighs> last time we saw him, he was taking off to do his do own shit back on a bike. And now he's back at the mansion, but no one else is there. And he goes to the top of the mansion, but there's Gateway just sitting. Well, why is Gateway here? Like, or actually, which school is this? Now that I think about it, is he at the Xavier School, or is it... I think he might be in... Oh, he's at Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh, the Gen X Academy. Yeah, okay. he's at the Gen X Academy because that's the school for gifted youngsters at this point. Because the the old school is the Xavier Institute for Hiring Learning. Two different. Um, that's such a, a very niche '90s thing. Uh, Wolverine confronts Gateway. Uh, Gateway's like going to like his mind. I didn't know Gateway could do stuff like this. The Gateway knocks him off like the roof, and then Electra's there, and like she him. she catches him. So he's in. Now I want to. Bring your attention to this. It looks like they're in someone's bedroom that has like some sort of weird like wallpaper on the side. That's like in the, the space. It's true. Kind of a weird shot. Does this Wolverine have sunburn on his ankles here? On yours too? Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, some discoloration there. There's a lot of discoloration. Uh, it's interesting because this is a a, a a very different version of Elektra. Be- Elektra is very much more heroic here. She's not the much more darker. Um, kind of more messed up character she's been for the last while. Right. Um, she's she's going through this weird but kind of hero on phase. Stress here, right? They, they they definitely touch on like her own issues and her own resurrections. I don't know how stick can kind of not stick. Um, how Gateway can do this, but Gateway is able to then kind of transport them into his mind to. Uh, And show them what happens on the psionic plane. You know, they
1: needed someone who could do it so they decided to give Gateway some funky powers.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. I remember this issue fondly because it's an important, you know, moment to kind of show what happens. But none of it makes a lick of sense. Like, the psionic, like, evil part of Magneto, that's that's actually like a demon, jumping into Xavier makes no sense whatsoever. Like, I, I get what they're trying to go for here, but it makes no sense... It's one of those things you just have to go with.
1: And, and yeah, and and I, that, that's what maybe have turned people away from Onslaught. Thinks he's mm-hmm. a because of this is why he exists. True. But that being said, look, you look at the history of I shit know. we've read in comics I and know. in ridiculous situations. This is not the most ridiculous. Exactly, I, I can live with this. I, I had no issue with it. This is kind of wonky, but. Yeah. Whatever. I'll I do
0: like do. how, at the end of this issue, now that they know why Xavier went bad, and it's not really his fault, and it was because of Magneto, is um, very optimistic. The most optimistic Electro I've ever seen is here. Uh, and Wolverine's very like, you know, oh, we'll put him back together, but he might not be the same again. And I love this line like me, you know, until I saw myself lying there at Magneto's feet, even all him like that, I had forgotten what I used to be. I used to be a man. And then Electro just kind of hugging him, which again, What's going on? Uh, You still are, Logan. That's surprisingly heartfelt. Like, I mean, considering this is a weird era for Wolverine, which is not maybe the best written, I do like how that's written because it's the idea that he's struggling with this loss of humanity, the fact that he didn't have a nose for a while, he's very savage, Uh, he's been regressed physically, his mental state isn't what it used to be, and this very sweet moment with Elektra... A character who I don't even know why they're bonding like this, which you wouldn't see these days. True,
1: fortunately, it didn't last very long. The status quo for Wolverine, no, so it was, as we said, it he, he healed
0: quick. out of it pretty quick.
1: Yeah, well, I guess they quickly realized this is what for Wolverine. See,
0: what they did is like they, they kind of had they left his um, the way he talked. You know how they had a different font that was kind of a different yes. font? Yes. They left that for a long time. That probably lasted longer than the cosmetic changes that he went through. And we got X Factor and their impact. Which, uh, who does the art here? Because it's very. Inc- I, I think this is by Jeff Matsuda. Yeah, the art here is extremely inconsistent. Like the first page, Dark Beast looks like a like a cartoon character. It's
1: really weird. the face
0: there. Yeah. Um, but then, like you have the shot of, of Havoc, which is badass. He looks wicked there. Um, and then, but then you have like a shot of like a Sentinel, which is kind of an overdone Sentinel. A little too muscular, right? Yeah. And then you got this weird, like, I never liked this weird thin version of random.
1: Oh, when did that happen? Yeah, oh,
0: it it was, or I think the issue before, it was like melted. Like, it's super weird. This is a weird version of X-Factor, I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, with Wogsheld and Mystique and Sabretooth. Polaris and kind of a
0: weird Caution. Forge is still on the team. I was a with Polaris. Uh, Havoc's gone bad because he's part of this, like, brotherhood.
1: And this is Fatal, this chick right here, right? Yeah, Fatal's
0: yeah. there. Oh, there's a shot here. I it was early Frenzy at the, first. There's a shot here of um, Random as he's reconstituting himself. And tell me that doesn't look like Ricochet.
1: It kind of does. Look at the hair. Yeah,
0: like very much Ricochet's hair. That's a Ricochet design. Very slingering. It's like a year and a half before Ricochet would show up. The issue maybe not that important. It's more about the fact that the on that the sentinels are being activated. That the government knew about it. I um, see
1: another overpower thing.
0: More overpower. Uh, that's well, see excited. The,
1: these these Hillshire Farm. Like, lunchables okay. essentially were only available in the States. Oh, really? So, only because I was able to go to the States and play in some of the tournaments, only I got these cards. Oh, really? Because wow. you couldn't buy these lunchable things in, uh, in Canada.
0: At the last half of this issue, of the 125, you have uh, Saber to the Mystique coming across Dark Beast. Uh, weird versions of Mystique here like that you've never seen elsewhere. Uh, that's a Marrow.
1: There's a Marrow there.
0: That's not Marrow. She looks like Marrow. She does a little, but that she looks like a later version of Marrow. but she's yeah. actually just Mystique.
1: No, I get that. I'm just saying.
0: And then the issue ends with, uh, you know, Hank McCoy's about to die. Now, it's interesting, because in the trades, they jump forward to Impact 2 for X-Factor, because instead of making you wait to go to another trade because it's a cliffhanger, they deal with it right away. Which, I mean, that's not really correct, but...
1: It's the same thing with the, the cable issues. There, right? Yeah,
0: and uh, these are really rough, rough stuff. And they're not very good. And, and Shard, I forgot Shard was even a member of X Factor at this point. Uh, well,
1: they even asked a at one point, What do you know about Shard? Who's Shard? I don't know.
0: Does she? Yeah,
1: she's interrogated I mean, uh, not in that particular issue, but yeah. she's interrogated at some point. Now, in this trade,
0: contractor. we then go to a lot of impacts. So we got impact. We get a lot of
1: impacts now in th- that trade, yeah.
0: Now, if we have Sensational Spider-Man 8, which is not in any way... It's the last page. It's the last <laughs> it doesn't page. Matter. Spider-Sense going bluey. That's right, blue-y. bluey. It's not blaring. It's not going no, cub It's going bluey. It's just going bluey. Oh, bluey. What's happening? And then you have this shot of all these uh, sentinels roaring overhead. And then we get to... Uh, Again, in the trade, we're, we're kind of jumping forward because we haven't finished Act in, um, Phase 1 yet in the trade, but we're, we're going to go to Impact 2. we got Onslaught Impact 2 in Amazing Spider-Man 415, which yeah. I remember a long time I really wanted this issue. Oh, What's interesting about this, the cover's great. This is right around the period where I think Mark Baker's artwork really goes down. His artwork around this... It's not his best stuff. This issue and a few issues earlier, you can tell his artwork is really... Like, he's, he's like, rushing. It's not like as good.
1: this here is very big. Right off the bat, right? I'm not sure... One this of cab ones. driver has the worst hair ever. <laughs> no, where half
0: his hair is. Worst yeah. over
1: of all time. But yes, I agree.
0: Like, his Sentinel is not very good.
1: No, this no, this is right out of the animated series. What are you talking about? That is right out of the animated uh, series. I, I don't know. that he, he was watching the animated series that night. And he drew a It's it not very good for it.
0: Bagley, though. Like, he should have given it more lines. Like, I no, I, was, okay I remember always being a little bit disappointed with this.
1: Then, see, this splash, I'm cool
0: with. You, you it's your next page, then it starts to get shaky after that. It's much shakier. Right. Yeah, it's just... It, yeah, it's just what I liked era. about this,
1: and again, what I liked about the impacts, see, here's Peter and Mary Jane. are leaving the city. They're still doing their Clone Saga stuff. Absolutely. Right? They're still doing what this book's supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. yet something's happening in the greater scope of the Marvel Universe and here's how it's affecting them in the middle of still what they're doing. Yes. They didn't make some random onslaught Spider-Man tie-in issue no. which is some random piece of crap that doesn't matter to anything. They they brought this in and let's well, have Well, that's ben part of the benefit
0: of crossing through the actual series. yeah. Because, I mean, uh, Original Sin in Amazing Spider-Man was actually a, a good example of kind of being like what you're talking about. That it was... St- in the in the first issue of the relaunched amazing spider-man that just happened a few months ago you had this idea that there was this other character that was bitten by the spider when yes. peter was yes. and we we got a sense of who that character was like that that something happened and each issue we got more hints as to what was going on with this character she was in a bunker she was put there by Ezekiel these little hints and then in the original Sin tie-in um, Spider-Man leaves his ongoing adventure so he was in the middle of um, working at Parker Industries finds that there's this big brouhaha he's been called in because he's an Avenger he takes off and shows up in original Sin this big battle against the the orb who has one of the eyes of the watcher he then gets hit with these secrets and he finds out about this Cindy Moon character who's this char- the silk character who's been the other uh, spider bite character he then takes off from where he showed up in Original Sin to then find this character. So it was a great way to do that tie-in. Because it is technically Original Sin tie-in, but it doesn't feel like like it doesn't matter. It's it's the regular storyline that we were already getting hints to, which is now being pushed forward by the Original Sin tie-in. That's exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's because of Dan Slot and he loves continuity. He's a continuity fetishist. Nice. Right. In the best way. Um, there is a great shot of uh, Ben Riley Turning into Spider-Man, which I love
1: And jumping off the roof here
0: is really Yeah, and, it, and even the, the, the shots they used to do Where the coloring was a little indistinct And they would just kind of blur the coloring mm-hmm. I, I can't describe how much I loved this as a kid I used to look forward to issues Where they had this this the tiny Spider-Man And they kind of blur the colors I really liked it But yeah, there's some fantastic shots of Spider-Man here
1: That's the, the difference between the original issue And the trade on that, eh? Oh yeah cat like May is totally figured out Practically in the clouds And she's much sharper Yeah
0: That's interesting But there's there's There are some benefits To not having the The slicked coloring mm-hmm. If you lose a little bit Of the detail Yeah It's interesting it's to interesting see that thing. I miss this costume Like oh, I will be okay If he only wore this costume. Because I th- actually think It's better than the original To be honest I think it's Oh that's high price I I just I, I love the look of it It's really cool I, I like the It's very 90s in some of it Because it's got like The fingers Where it's got like Some of them are webbed And some of them are just like The, the blue But it's cool looking And like The half boot I mean yeah. again Like it's very like Conceptually No one would ever design this No but it's very cool. I love the giant spider on the chest. Absolutely. And it wraps around well, the Well, Superior was very similar to this. Absolutely. Very, very much, Very much based on it. Now, again, this is where Bagley's not as strong. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's some rush work here, for there's sure. There's
0: a lot of rush work of these Sentinels. It's really the Sentinels where he's rushing. Because I think it's outside his comfort zone.
1: Big it's, giant robots, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's different. No, go back for a second in your printed copy. I just wanted to compare. Yeah. I think in some of it, it looks better in yours than it does yeah. in mine. Because now it's glossier, yeah, I and see. it's, it's actually difference. ruining the art in some cases. Uh, then we get Green Goblin like throwing pumpkin bombs, bombs. Green Goblin, right?
1: The, which the heroic Green Goblin,
0: the heroic one, yeah. And that would actually happen in his own book as well. it's a great shot of uh, Spider-Man looking at a Sentinel, and it's like an ash shot of Spider, but it looks great. Like that's the, that's what's great about the costume, just the way it looks, the yeah. design. Uh, Spider-Man's got a impact lot of Impact long- webbing.
1: Love it. Inside. Impact
0: webbing, yeah. I like how much, like how He rips
1: the head in half. Like, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty badass moment. Right? And then a, the last shot there, dude. To the Spider-Man is coming, and I'm not taking yeah, prisoners. let's take him on. It's funny, too, because, well, we'll get there, but, like, Spider-Man does nothing in the overall Onslaught saga. Like, he fights Sentinels, and that's all he does.
1: That's all he need to do.
0: Yeah, but that's not... He was on his way to Central Park, and he never got there. Him and Peter were leaving there. They were on their way to Central Park, and they never showed up for the big adventure. It's just a weird plot point. Uh, the next one up in the trades is Green Goblin twelve, which is the second and last issue. I don't have
1: that.
0: You don't have this? Nope. I thought you had every Green Goblin I... issue. You didn't, did you? You read Green Goblin though? No. When did I ever read Green Goblin? I thought you read this book. No, nope. I thought you were a big fan. Never. Oh, it's it's are, Nate. Are you on glue? No. Yeah, apparently, it's Nate who's a big fan. <laughs> I'm like is pulling in on itself on me. because you're so excited about about <laughs> Green onslaught. Goblin. We're an hour and forty minutes in, and you're loving it. Ugh. Um... You you haven't read Green Goblin? Never. That's pretty good. Uh, I saw are,
1: this in in my trays. What is this? I just thought
0: Green Green yeah. Goblin uh, tries to go up against Sentinel. What I like about this is it's very much like he's just a guy with some pumpkin bombs. He doesn't really have a, a place fighting against Sentinels. He's able to take one out, but only through like a lot of loss, and he ends up like damaging his costume. Um, he can't actually be the Green Goblin after this. Like it's it's kind of sad but it's a cool way to end the book like his book ends with issue 13 because he can't be the goblin anymore uh, but at least he almost goes out on a high note if they ended it with this issue it would be great the next issue has him as the goblin riding a bike kind of a low point that's right when no. goblin rides a bike it happens no. uh, then we have spider-man 72 uh, which is apparently this month's must, must read. read Marvel yeah, comic Marvel, uh, it's part of onslaught impact 2 yeah. great work by john Romita jr this was his dark period um, uh, Like the coloring's very dark. Come on, lines lions go around. Yeah, but Come it's on. dark coloring and I like it. Uh, Although there are some Sentinels that don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> some of them make sense. like they're so big that they're <laughs> running into each other as they walk through New York. Yeah, hill. Romita, yeah. Um, and like, like, okay, some of the shots of the Sentinels aren't great, but his, his, his work on Ben Riley is great. Uh, like the, the shot of Ben Riley holding up a car, but throwing it at some sentinels. Yeah, there's some
1: good action stuff. Good... It's just action. It's it like kind of mindless. It's this <laughs> uh the... oh,
0: But again, as you were saying, it's still part of the clone saga. Peter Parker doesn't have his powers back 100% in this issue. No. Sometimes he has his powers, sometimes he doesn't. Um, there's a point where um, you know ben, uh, P- Ben's saying, like, you got to get out of here. Uh, your, you know, here's your, here's web shooters, which is interesting. Look at the web shooters he has. These aren't the web shooters that Ben Riley uses. Ben Riley uses the swivel ones that are on top that do not have the sensors. But the ones that he gives to to Peter are the ones with the sensors. How does that make sense? In fact, he gives him two, but he's already got one on. How Maybe does that make any sense?
1: spares in his... So he brings spare... Old ankle pouches. I don't know. How many times does Spider-Man run out of stuff in a, in a I know, it's just interesting
0: it? because the big point, the big thing that was different with Ben besides his costume was that he had different web shooters right. that they just spun instead of... They're based on his wrist as opposed to this you know, finger motion.
1: And here we are too with with Sentinels digging in and trying... That's a to
0: classic him. kind of uh, homage to like uh, Days of Future Past, how they yeah. break in. Although I like this spider mans is just there with like, a giant pipe. I'm gonna fight them with this pipe and he does. he does he
1: throws a pipe right through his head through his face yeah these flat faced sentinels go Ramita
0: and then again here comes Spider-Man he's got one web shooter on so obviously the, Someone the wrong, script yeah. was that there was only supposed to be one web shooter passed on but instead he has two or maybe he, they say here he's is able there, to is rip off a okay, head is
1: there something in the content there saying here's both no you keep one maybe
0: uh, you think yeah, something? yeah. I'll oh, I'll one. take one. Oh, okay, there my bad. Go. There you go. All right. Well, I'll give them credit gotta, for that. They wrote it in there. <laughs> it's like
1: it's a picture book. We get a read.
0: Um, and then and then at the very end of this issue, he's like, "Do you have any idea what we're going to be going up against?" But as much as you do, some guy named Onslaught. Word on the street is that the Avengers and the X Men are taking him. Feel feel up oh, to finding okay. the fight a little bit more so. Now that you're up, now that you're with me, don't miss the unforgettable final battle in the Onslaught Marvel Universe. Doesn't that make it feel like Spider Man's going to be there? He's so, not, we're sure. So you read this and you're like, oh man, this is going to be great. And well, then there's another sexy lechrad. And never, yeah. And now, interesting, at the end of the issue that you're looking at, you have a Heroes Reborn preview. Now, at the time, you don't know that what's going to happen at the end of Onslaught. No. So you're kind of like, they're going to relaunch all these characters. How's that going to happen? So it's interesting that that's kind of a big question mark. Oh, man, some life-elved work there on, on Avengers. <laughs> it's uh, not the strongest. At least there's no cat boobs. I like this. Oh, there's a Trinity that's nice. shot? That's not the worst. That's I actually like, pretty good That's art. very nice.
1: Like Consider,
0: that's, is that the first time you've ever said that you like the life old art?
1: I used to like When I first saw some of this stuff, I liked it. I I, I Looking at it, I, look look at the, the arm. <laughs> the word's ridiculous here.
0: Look at how big the wings <laughs> are on his helmet. They're bigger than his biceps. I, I, I
1: did dig the shield over the A, though. I, no? I'm with him on that. I do like the, the the shield logo rather than the
0: A. All the okay. caps head there. Uh, where am I? We're, we're still only in the second trade. Holy crap! Well, we had to give
1: Spider-Man some props. We love Ben.
0: We do. And uh, uh, x men is part of a Phase One, so you have guest starring X-Force. Again, more appearances of, of Apocalypse. They get, they get
1: Sinister involved at this stage, right?
0: What's interesting is here, Mister Sinister goes and finds out that Apocalypse is alive. But it's no longer like a, a sarcophagus that's on the ground. And now it's like an upright thing with like weird like um, like diodes and like like before he was mummified, right? And lying in like a a thing, yeah, yeah. A little inconsistent. Um, X Force is hanging out trying to babysit uh, X Man. That's really all the issue is. You got the Marauder showing up on the behalf of Sinister. Um, in some ways, it's more inconsequential because you don't really know what why, why this matters yet. And uh, obviously, like, why is Mr. Sinister even here? He's trying to use X-Man. Um, it's not a very good issue, to be honest. Have you read it? You don't think so? I haven't read right, it again. And yeah. then again, it's interesting that you have these, these two-parters where, just like you have Cable and Incredible Hulk, you have X-Man X-Force. X-Force is just an impact, but it's continuing the exact same story. Yeah, it's. I don't know what the logic was behind it, but. So it's it's just a lot. It's so drawn out, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on as well. But uh, X Men fighting against uh, Sinister, Warpath showing up, really bad art. Like this is not very good. What's happening? What's even happening to Mister Sinister? Well, he's a very unique character. So what can he really do? Right? Like he's got. What's even the point? Mister Sinister takes on, like takes out X Men. Like who cares? It just felt like it was more like um, a way to keep X Men busy until they knew what they were, what the next phase was, which was onslaught taking over X Men. Like, because think Sinister about ended it
1: being like a minion first for onslaught as well. Yeah, like but, but that's a,
0: it never really feels right either, though. Like it just feels very shooty, shoehorned in. Not really,
1: because here's Sinister. He wants to be on like the you side. Like, He already of had Holocaust
0: team. trying to get on um, X Men before onslaught even happened. Like, the few the, the few issues before the Onslaught tie-ins, it was, it was a, a holocaust trying to take him out, and he failed.
1: Right, but this way Sinister can do it, bring him to Onslaught's feet, and then he'll be preserved from being of the Collective. I don't know. Yeah.
0: That leads into, as we were talking about before, Punisher 11. My crown jewel. <laughs> My collection. Tom Lyle in the artwork. By Byway special. Byway special. Yeah. I do like the beginning of this. War Journal 2... War Journal... Is it, I guess 2. War Journal 2, Entry 22... Manhattan's held captive. Everything is confusion. Is in confusion. I need a bigger gun. That's under. That's an understatement of the century. That's now again, how big is the helicarrier? Because helicarriers okay. supposed to be really big, but here it's not. It's like part of the size of like maybe the middle part of the uh, World Trade Center, and it's like not even bigger than a Senlo. Like, like perspective it, wise, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And then like the, the uh, again, I love when shield agents are flying. Very cool. Uh, the, the, um... Sentinels trying to trying to take on the helicarrier. It crashes. And then Punisher goes in to try and save people. That's all the yeah, very issue very simple.
1: Is. But a good, good Punisher story. In the midst of all this nonsense, a very simple Punisher
0: story. And, it's, and it also shows that, like, there's a lot of things going on in this era. Right. That, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't trust Punisher. Punisher is thought to be responsible for Nick Fury's death. They're moving plot lines along for this book As a, as well as Having him get involved in a crossover Exactly And nice and simple. And this makes sense And for he's not Punisher. fighting Onslaught He's just no. fighting Sentinels Exactly
1: This makes sense for him Actually he's so, not even fighting a Sentinels no, He's just saving, saving people. people And it makes sense for his character Absolutely right? not Outside of the zone of the character
0: Guess what That's done book two
1: we're, we're, we're speeding we're, up We're, we're speeding
0: up, up. I'm, I'm so sorry everybody But you know what This is the 200th episode Let's this, make this, it big This is the episode that's for me this is this is this is the this one. Is this is the one I've been wanting to do for 200 episodes. But you
1: realize we if we're gonna do Clone Saga one day, we we can't do that's uh, gonna be uh, like
0: eight episodes. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at my trades. Let's, let's got, do
1: five epics, and then part two will be six yeah, more epics. I've got eleven. Yeah. I've got eleven
0: <laughs> trade paperback collections. Uh, that's big enough. that I feel like that'd be like five episodes. <laughs> oh god. I mean, if we did that in a sitting, that'd be like 10 hours. We would. Yeah, we'd be done. It'd we, be a Weekend. We'd be so tired of talking about. Uh, that's what we should do. We should just, we should rent a cottage somewhere next year, <laughs> and just just have a, just have a, a Clone Saga weekend, the longest podcast we've ever done, and that, no
1: no one would ever listen to it.
0: Nope, no one would ever. Listen to it. You know what? There are people who love the Clone Saga.
1: Yes, all ten of us.
0: Uh, yeah, they're out there. So, Book Three starts with again the the fabled X Men Fifty Five. I love this issue. I love now. You love the beginning with the uh, Sentinels Love it What I really love And which I know that Nate loves I'm sure you do too The is splash here The oh, splash yeah. of oh. all the heroes gathered On top of Four Freedoms yeah. Plaza Excellent It is so awesome Excellent. And so 90s at yeah. the same time Everyone's posing It's Andy Kubert They all look yeah. awesome um, Love it It's so badass I They're all kind of crouching um, Again it's a great recap of everything I
1: love the Torch and Ice spent together
0: Oh, for sure, and they have their little interaction Fantastic. together. Fantastic. Um, I love I, the
1: effect they got going with Sue going here, put the shield between them. How's it looking like on mm-hmm. yours? It
0: looks pretty good. It up, yeah. Okay. Um, I do like uh, Bishop and Iceman kind of being the reader, because it's like Rogue and Magneto together. <laughs> like, it's very much like, no, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be saying this, but here it is. Um, again, Gambit being very 90s too. Yeah. All the, everyone kind of breaking off and being like, let's go, and they're all trying to diffuse what's going on in New York. Uh, you have the mindscape of uh, Franklin trying to be integrated into the Onslaught Entity. You have Cyclops, um, Cannonball, Jean Grey, uh, Angel, and Silo coming back from your island because yep. they had the, the Xavier Protocols. Um, in Four Freedoms Plaza, they're, again, the aftermath of what happened in Fantastic Four, they're trying to look through uh, Nathaniel Richards, um, his um, neural kind of uh armor and at the same time we're having ideas that the the Xavier protocol show them how to build psionic armor. Yes. Um you have a great you know, a few panels of everyone fighting these Sentinels, including like uh you know, some great shots of I don't even know how Captain America what got up into a Sentinel's yeah. face but he's there. Um on uh Joseph and Magneto are taking out um Uh, A sentinel, and again, this is very classic, kind of of the era. They take out a sentinel, and then Gambit saves them from a sentinel, and then Iceman saves them all from from a sentinel. Sentinel, Yeah, yeah. You know, and then out of nowhere shows this giant Citadel, which looks exactly like the one that Apocalypse had in Age of Apocalypse, but whatever. Uh, Which honestly, how did this get built? Who builds this? Well, no, it blinks into existence. Onslaught.
1: Yes. um, Through X Men. Admires the Age of Apocalypse and wants to mirror true. that. Okay, and, I'll buy that. And That's because true. of the reality work powers that Franklin has. But he doesn't know about the Age of Apocalypse yet. He knows for X-Men.
0: No, he doesn't know that yet. There's actually an issue where they show him drinking his mind and finding out more about it. So technically he doesn't know uh, that much about it yet. He hasn't really read his oh, mind yet. Well, Just wow. Sorry, Mr. Slime. Sorry I had to uh, ruin that for you. <laughs> Would you call me Mr. Slot? Mr. Slot? I'll take that with uh, a lot of pride. And then uh, this is how overblown the storyline gets. A lot. <laughs> I mean, the, the giant narration Homo sapiens hear the words of Onslaught. Like, who's listening to you? Who can hear you right now? Everybody. Behold my mighty hand. Very Everybody. great. He's, he's
1: psionic. Everyone's hearing. He it. has a
0: giant EMP. Um, I, I remember reading this As a kid And being like Holy shit He's messing with the vision Everything that Iron Man's doing Is sh- short circuiting All the defenses Boom 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 Yeah boom, boom, We're going um, down The blackbird's going down yeah, it Looks the badass is as going well. down Yeah
1: Everything's failing Yeah
0: And then this last page Of Ozymandias Is his vision of the future This weird version of Onslaught You're like what the fuck is that (laughs) like Onslaught looks really cool right now why is he going to come Yeah,
1: I didn't like the the transformation design as much the next thing in
0: the trade is phase 2 Uncanny X-Men 336 the weirdest face possible for Onslaught this weird kind of mechanical face that Joe Mad gives it Joe Mad's artwork here is great though like, you have Franklin finding almost like a catatonic Xavier inside of uh, Onslaught. and the mindsets now. Yeah. No, his Onslaught doesn't look as great in some of these panels. Again, I like that Uatu talks a lot to Apocalypse. Again, there's been a lot of appearances here with these two characters just jabbing. Just What's
1: with what the Sentinel, though? Right, right here.
0: That one Sentinel? Yeah. That's
1: what happened there.
0: I feel, I feel like he's the disabled son,
1: <laughs> Some weird gangster sentinel. What's happening with that? This I poor know. police trying to shoot it down, but my goodness, I don't know what's trying to now, happen there. Now, this
0: issue has, I think, one of Nate's favorite things, which is you have, uh, again, Human Torch and Iceman. Yeah. I don't think they've ever really teamed up before. And he's like, so what I miss, Frosty? Like, they're friends. Yeah. Like they're, like they're just chilling, you know? In the middle of a huge battle, most everyone else had to drop back. And it's like and it's just, like, friends until the end. Like, it's a question mark. It's like, which leaves you and me to save the world again? When was the first time? Like, like, it's so cool. Like, it's so pithy. It's so 90s. But I'm like, when was the first time these two guys saved the world? And then you have Hawkeye, like, jumping over their, like, this ice barricade. Like, room for one more back here, guys. And, like, Hawkeye being fired at by onslaught defenses, like, it's a question. And
1: these are all witty guys, right?
0: They're very witty. And and, uh, even how Hawkeye talks, he's like, because, um... Human Torch is like but my nephew Franklin is trapped in there he's like I know bud we'll get him out Johnny are you guys buddies too? when is everyone such great friends? and there's like want to try again? the three of us? I want to read this comic I want to read it a Human Torch <laughs> Iceman and a Hawkeye, Hawkeye comic. comic yeah why didn't they Fraction? launch this? get on your book for and, sure and well team he's up. you know you heard they're ending that right? Oh, Hawkeye's right. not over and oh, okay. Fraction's not really writing anything for Marvel anymore Oh my, my apologies. he's doing his own stuff now Fair oh wait enough. not Fraction though. I'm thinking Baker. Brubaker writes who's writing Hawkeye Fraction Fraction sorry Jeez. I had a, I had a brain fart it's his fun book Personally, and then again very classic you have Sue and Cyclops and uh what? I don't know why Psylocke's there and Reed show up and they have ideas of what they're gonna do next and and it's interesting, they leave Cyclops and uh, Sue here together. Which, again, I like the couplings, the weird pairings of characters that not don't usually spend time together. Right. You have more of Joseph being super emo about everything. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Rogue being super emo. Like, as much as you're having a crossover, you're still developing these super emo exactly. storylines. Exactly. Um, uh, you have Thing doing his classic, I'm going to carry this giant piece of machinery. Um, and helping Shellhead Which I'm like I, Why is he so weak? I don't know He's a teenager Because I haven't read no, this No,
1: his armor got fried So he's not
0: No, I know uh, That's right he, That's why He got Yeah, the MP's right And up. he needs it to survive Because he got his heart Ripped at, like in half By like old Old um, Iron Man And this is a, a Big issue Because you have like Magneto uh, Sorry, Joseph Goes up against Onslaught Tries to fight him uh, Onslaughts of taunts in the mall with showing, like, I don't know where Xavier got this awesome bodysuit, but, like, he's super ripped, too. And he's being like threatened, it's great, Joe and then there's no, no. You want to talk about Joe Mad? It's it's, it's Cyclops. Right he's got like like um, a Move vampire fangs. Fangty. He's like yeah. take him, which is a great moment. And he takes off his visor and they like remove visor. This uh, is, and again, look at the detail. It blows him backwards. Yeah. Like you see him like being blasted backwards. This one's for Nate. When I played Overpower and he had the remove visor card, this
1: is what I picture every time. Takes it off and blazes
0: his absolutely. Opponent. And then. Uh, Onslaught's like taunting them are you finished and he's like I don't know Thor are we finished say the nay for Odin for 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 Asgard Asgard.
1: Xavier shall be free
0: so so overdone so overblown but awesome Um, again it's interesting because this is such a depowered version of of Thor like he's not doing any lightning attacks he's just using Mulder to throw himself forwards like he's got no other abilities and then the minute this is over again the narration is so 90s because they're they're like uh, Xavier was Onslaught Onslaught was Xavier one could not exist without the other wrong never before has this happened the merging of Xavier's unchecked sonic abilities Magneto's fury and rage and control over the electromagnetic spectrum which cloaks the earth and the untainted and untamed power of Franklin Richards which is to reshape reality with something less than a thought all are combined into a single unspeakable act badass moment doesn't make a lot of sense the badass moment absolutely and then uh, again, more you ought to in an apocalypse, and we have the idea that it's going to be continued in Cable Thirty Five. So, speaking of Cable Thirty Five, fantastic cover, Churchill at his best. Um,
1: How do we get that nasty second issue of Hulk and? I don't in know. Hired <laughs> <heard> that guy because
0: <laughs> any like look at look, like, look even like the way that he makes it makes no sense. Like look at the techno organic. He's got, like, the longest arm in the world, and it's, it's, it's like a giant claw, and again, now it's him and Sue, that's a really interesting combination, and then, so it's, it's, um, Invisible Woman, Cable, and Apocalypse teaming up to go up against Onslaught. What the fuck kind of team is that? I love it, it's so cool, but it doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, you know. And again, this is the idea that, and it's stupid, where suddenly um, Onslaught has a giant bubble on his back, and Franklin Richards is stuck inside of it.
1: Well, Xero used to be in the bubble, but yeah. But
0: he was at least internal. Like, you never actually saw him. Like, he wasn't floating around in his back pocket, but here yeah. he is. Um, and again, you have cable, sh- sorry, uh, Post and, and Hulker here. Uh, oh it's just such great artwork. Very cool it doesn't end up mattering and being much but you do get the sense here that now Franklin Richards has hope and maybe he can fight. Um, the next book I have anything else you want to say about that? Nope. Except for the, the on the back cover what movie are we promoting? The
1: Crow City of Angels. Ooh.
0: Coming out August 30th. Uh, then we get X-Force uh what's 58. Um, the cover is cool. It's got uh, what? Sirens on it. Um and then uh, Franklin... Uh, is that Franklin or Charlie? Good
1: question.
0: But then you, you open up the issue and... I don't know, it's by Castrillo. I don't even know who that is. And it's got Sunspot playing soccer. And you're like, uh-huh. what's happening? Cool. And it turns out it's all in like their mind and they're all kind of being messed with. Yeah, the whole issue is...
1: Honestly... Where's the issue of AVX? When they kind now, of I to do want to the say, there's a deal?
0: great shot of Shadowstar... Hanging out in his, it's in the mindscape, but he's leaning up against a tree that got like a toothpick in his mouth. And it's terrible. And he's got like the, um, he's wearing like a yellow, like giant yellow boots. Like, look at this. These are boots of some kind over his, his pants. He's got like this weird popped collar. As you wish. He's like the, that's a bride? He really is. Yeah. It's, it's, isn't it all in their We're minds? The it's a, it's a pretty, pretty crappy issue. And they don't show up again in onslaught. That's that they're done. Xbox Their job done. was to help Nate Gray, and they did a shitty job and... of that. Yeah. So, so then we have Phase Two, uh, X-Man Nineteen. So his name is Sinister. Great shot of, uh, of Sinister and be like, "Come to me, boy." Sounds a little weird. <laughs> um, I don't remember much about these. Like I, I know I've read them, and I, I this is where. Sinister finds out all about the Age of Apocalypse, which is interesting as well. What Sinister finds out. Yeah, Sinister finds all about it because he's got X Men as his, as his, you know, kind of prize here, and then. Uh, so I don't think he's actually working for Onslaught because Onslaught abducts him. I thought abducts Xavier um, X Men from Mister Sinister. Yeah.
1: Huh. All right. See, I remember. Yeah, sinister bringing Nate to him, but I guess Uh, it
0: wasn't. I think he was trying to kind of protect him, which kind of makes sense. I mean, the idea like X Men is Cable, and Cable was supposed to be like this ultimate weapon, this this engineered feat. So it makes sense. That then we get uh, Incredible Hulk four forty five. You know, I have this one thing. Actually, I forgot to mention. I love the logo uh, for Hulk at this time. It's just like an atom but it's like they, every book had slightly 3D images in their uh, right. their logos right. like the X had the it used to just have like a flat X but now it was the like the a 3D X you out, yeah. and it was like a cool color and I liked all the logos at this time that's the only good thing about this issue <laughs> is the logo on the cover <laughs> and maybe maybe the cover uh, image of a Hawkeye because that looks pretty badass by um uh, it looks like Diodato it's Diodato Studios but the artwork in the, in the interiors by Angel Medina um Hulk's got some serious boobs. Like, what What's is happening? He's wearing like a weird tag top and is, he looks like distressed.
1: This is ancient Medina, really?
0: Yeah. Huh. It's bad. There's, wow. There's not. there's nothing in here that's good. Wow. Like, there's a shot of Hulk. That's
1: horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what? what is happening there? What's with the tiny head? What's happening a the bodysuit. Oh my god. Yep. Oh my god. And that is
0: and oh. Now, I will give credit that Peter David had a lot of ongoing storylines that were still happening in this book. So, the actual Onslaught stuff is part of it. Like, <laughs> That's a bad There's stuff. some really good shot, of, and by good I mean ter- <laughs> uh, terrifically bad, of Hulk like, <laughs> ripping through the ground. Again, wearing this weird tank top suit, oh. thinking he can go up against Onslaught, but it's all in like, his mind. He's like, I did it! They sneered at me or turned away from me. like. It's this this issue if you can forget Actically it. Bad. Yeah, it's not good. But I
1: didn't buy this actually. It's
0: bad. And then we have Iron Man 332. I don't have this either. Don't, have this either? No. don't miss this End of an Era Epic, Sentinel's Ascendant. Um I feel like this issue just kind of comes out of nowhere because suddenly like the Sentinels are just around that like, there's no real kind of preface. Uh, Joe Bennett does the artwork. I love Joe Bennett. Everyone looks as serious, seriously wide. I bought
1: like pretty right there.
0: Yeah, the Black Panther looks great. I love Giant Man taking on a Sentinel. That's cool. Pretty cool. It's interesting it's all in an Iron Man book. But there's also some weird stuff. Like, these weird black uh, Wakandan people. That's the most heavily uh, armored... Armored Wakandan people I've ever seen, yeah. Absolutely. But look at, like, this is an ass shot of Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> it can... O- like, it looks like he's opening a door of some kind, but to, to like, a mountains. Or I don't know what's behind <laughs> what's him. <happening> there? <laughs> and he's got, like, an interesting... Um, almost like a tiara on as well it's a weird version of uh, and like but there's some good stuff here too Quicksilver saving uh, uh, Giant Man it's basically just everyone fighting the Sentinels um, and Iron Man kind of coming up with the armor that they're going to need in X-Men um, Marvel Universe which is interesting because he comes at the end of this issue he says "With I've got party tats for everyone if you read on something Marvel Universe no one's wearing them no one's wearing their psionic uh, Dentners. But here he brings them for everyone.
1: Yeah, I have more of a shoulder-mounted thing rather than a helmet thing. Yeah? Okay. I think so.
0: Then we got Avengers 402. It's also, don't miss this end-of-an-era epic. It's, you know what's sad? This is the last issue of Iron Man, end of Avengers, before the heroes are born. And are they? Yeah. Oh. Didn't know this is, this is the last issue. I
1: thought these were, like, that's, there.
0: That's why it's an end-of-an-era epic. These are the last issues before a new number about- one. But there is nothing here that's a nice send-off for these characters. In fact, it's not even a send-off at all. It's, all good things must come to an end. Go read Onslaught Marvel Universe. Isn't huh. that weird? So this issue of Avengers... Uh, who does the artwork here? I guess it's still the Adato, right? They're in like the subway tunnels. So Thor is armored up here. Tom Palmer, once again, is doing the uh, the inks. They're so thick. These are thick thick uh, inks they are the inks you would usually see on um, uh, uh, like Steve Epting of the time uh, it's interesting there's a cyanic dampeners Iron Man's got them in his hands he's got them
1: Thor is armored up in this issue as well
0: using Charles Xavier's design Giant Man and I were able to cobble, cobble up some psionic armor Unfortunately, technologically speaking it's spinning bailing wire stuff with no guarantee that it'll work and having Thor Holman in his hand looks hilarious because that's not something that Thor would do. Thor fighting post is interesting. Holocaust shows up here. It's interesting because these horsemen of an Onslaught, for yes. lack of a better term, make almost no appearances except for here. And it's, it feels like a throwaway kind of interaction. But at least the Avengers get to fight someone. Although the way they fight Onslaught... Uh, sorry, um... Holocaust and post is kind of weak, and then they they leave this book and go to uh, Avengers Assemble to be continued to X Men Fifty Six and Onslaught Marvel Universe. That's it, we're done. And again, I guess they're all wearing shoulder mounted sonic uh, baff- bafflers now, which is good at least.
1: Yes, it's all on their shoulders here. And
0: then we have Thor Five Hundred Two. Now it's interesting; it's not an end of an era epic. The next issue would be called Journey into the Mystery, and it would no longer star Thor. And Thor wouldn't get a book for a few years. He wouldn't get a book until. There. Heroes are born. You don't have this. Nope. It wasn't you, Mark. Onslaught. It wasn't no. no. Uh, it's uh, Mike Diodato Jr. did the art, so that's probably why he's so rushed looking, because he's doing two books at once. And is um, Thunderstrike
1: at the beginning.
0: Of? No, it. Uh, who is this? Um, it's Red Norvell, a human gifted with powers the equal to mine, the powers of Thor. Uh, has stayed with me as we plan our next move. Who? Yeah. Exactly. This was not a very good period for Thor. It's interesting because when Thor would come back with his new book afterwards, it'd be by um, Dan Jurgens and John Romita Jr. and it'd be a, the beginning of a, a fairly well-regarded run. But this was terrible. Wow. Like, see, the problem is you had car- people like Warren Ellis wrote an arc of uh, Thor here and it was good, but it wasn't consi- like right afterwards they like totally undone- undid everything he did, and you just had this weird version of. Thor that was sometimes shirtless, sometimes armored, sometimes it was armor that was gold, sometimes it wasn't, sometimes he was making out with enchantress, sometimes he wasn't. Armor wasn't terrible. Nah. What's terrible? Look at all the straps that are on his arms.
1: Okay, that's not terrible.
0: And the straps that are also on his legs. He has to strap his legs. It's the era of pouches
1: and know. big guns and things.
0: Then we have X uh, Wolverine uh, 105. So, when we last left Wolverine, he was in Massachusetts at the Academy, lamenting his humanity. You open this next issue, and he's getting water sprayed on down. him. What the hell is happening?
1: <laughs> well, he's made it back to New York, and I was trying to help the Sentinel yes. rescue effort.
0: Yes, but there's no point for that splash page, because we're, what is happening? He's being doused with water, and then the next page we see, he's, running,
1: he he's on the ground. So
0: why is he being wet? He's being doused. He's running into a uh, is that why? building on a fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he jumps into a fire. He's trying to save people's lives. He ends up coming against uh, Stick, who should be dead at this point. There's no reason why he's even alive. Stick is beating him up. What is going on? What does it have to do with anything?
1: It has nothing to do with onslappers. has more to do with trying to find his humanity and Ming sure, letting him know he's still in there. That kind of crap.
0: I guess, and like That's the, always- the whole appearance of a stick yeah. is just so weird. And then here comes uh, Human Torch. There you are. Been looking all over for you. Why? Why are you looking for Wolverine? Torch, hot enough around for you? Very funny. Not. That's a very, very nice. nice thing
1: to say. the Not. Yeah.
0: Everybody's regrouping over at Four Freedoms Plaza. We are going to coordinate our offensive against onslaught. So. Yeah. No, this didn't do anything for. Onslaught. So guess what? That means book four. Yeah. We're on the tail end of this long podcast. It's two hours and ten minutes.
1: Okay, anytime you have a special guest that involves Paul Scores or anything, Struck, it usually rolls into this well, time. Well, it's because
0: it's an Onslaught. You're... It's and cause... we're
1: also doing an epic
0: 200th episode. This is true. It, this is true. Um, so the first issue in this trade paperback is Fantastic Four uh, 416. I remember I own this. Um, I bought these issues when they came out because I was so excited about Onslaught. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Pacheco doing the artwork. You know what? It's one of those weird issues that... Nothing really happens. Everyone shows up at Freedoms Plaza and decides that they're going to pledge that they're going to help them. Can and you at the give same... me the
1: update on this Doctor Doom situation here? What do you mean? Why
0: he's here and... Doctor Doom shows up here because he's in Onslaught Marvel Universe. He teams up with them. In fact, he's also in X-Men 56. No, I know that, but is, is he
1: Victor or is he something else? He's Victor at this point.
0: Okay. He's recently been... Rest- about a year earlier, he was restored to being Victor. He was dead for a couple years Okay. and then he's been restored. Um, this issue is mostly just people, um, I think Franklin's powers are being used by Onslaught to, to make them, yeah, uh, to make them think that they're fighting against people that aren't actually there, and at the same time...
1: I right, guess Kang beams in here out, out of the blue... And, oh,
0: I love the Namor at this time. Look at this Namor. <laughs> this giant ponytail. Rex. And I, I like that, um, he's like, star. I fight to, I've come to fight in a common cause, Though we parted poorly in the recent past, Onslaught is a threat to all. We must now put aside our petty squabbles and fight in common cause. And then it reads like, After all that's happened between us, I doubt we'll ever be friends anymore, but you've always had my respect. Welcome to the team. There are few I'd rather have on my side. And he's like, Truly are you worthy of the name, Mr. Fantastic. (laughs) And they're both like super ripped and like grabbing... They're not even shaking hands... They're like grappling Their hands together Yeah You stick with Sue I've got to finish My neuromatic disruptor So be it Imperious, Imperious Rex. Rex Like holy shit why Watch would, it why, why would you
1: Give him Sue Really Seriously Like, like You know he's trying To bang your wife Since the dawn of time why Now it's
0: this interesting she... This is Black Panther And Fantastic Force Are here A short lived team As they fight Against Red Ghost Fantastic Force I Forest. love the She-Hulk uh, Pacheco does a Look how oh, wow. Attractive she looks It's gorgeous sir and I like that uh, he's like you need a breather thing I'm just warming up she hulk but feel free to lend a hand and she like punches someone out of the building and then they're just high fiving like I I love at least the camaraderie you wish you could do better and then Reed's like this disruptor is finally completed like no one cares about you and then again a classic classic thing moment he rips his costume and grabs some giant doohickey for for Reed anyways it's pretty awesome Um, There's a a great shot here with Reed When he's freaking out that maybe Franklin's still alive And he elongates his fingers And you're like, what? Why is this happening? And then they all put in for the four, And then I always remember this last page This two page spread of everyone assembled And it's interesting Look at everyone in this assemblage They're all going to take the fight to Onslaught Who actually makes it to to Onslaught? No one (laughs) This giant assemblage I think Namor might make it Doctor Doom, obviously. Uh,
1: yeah. I think
0: She-Hulk makes it. Well, oh, no, we know. But no one else here makes it.
1: Uh, where's Crystal?
0: Crystal's not here. Oh, okay. Gather up, everyone. I don't need to explain what's at stake here. We're fighting for far more than the life of my son, though that would be enough. A little bit of a presumption presumptuous there. If we fail, Giant Caps, humanity dies. Get ready to rumble, people. That's right. It's the nineties. Get ready to rumble. rumble. In the words of so my, say that. in the words of my dearest friend, it's clobbering time. And then, that's not enough. Thing has to then say, enough said. And then the But you know what? I like... As much as this is a weird last issue, you get to see everyone who means anything to the FF is there. They have a nice big rallying moment, and it ends like... Yeah. It ends on a triumphant note. Yeah. Whereas the other ones ended very much on a... To be continued. Like, in the middle of like a... I got this. The, these disruptors. Let's go. This was much more of a... Let's do this. Right. Much more a complete issue. I mean... Not much is done with that But it's pretty badass <laughs> Now this issue I remember when I was a kid X-Men 56 Magneto and Rogue Unleashed um, It's awesome uh, Andy Cupid artwork You got more of these Awesome Sentinels Like the Sentinels here Are incredible looking Yes Like the detail on them um, How savage everything is How like You know You have Joseph fighting Against the Sentinels And realistically He should be able to do A lot better than he does here So, so should Rogue. Rogue is awesome And then you have um, Dr. Doom has an amazing kind of giant soliloquy as he shows up. You have uh, Joseph talking to Captain America. Um, Now here is Onslaught with Nate Gray. And he taps into Nate Gray's uh, uh, mind in this issue. This is is the issue I was thinking about.
1: So is where he finds about the AOA.
0: Yeah. You have um, Joseph and Xavier having a nice little uh, head-to-head. Which is a a big moment because they haven't met until, until now. Right. Um, and concerning the last time Xavier met someone who looked like Magneto he shot his mind down so it's a big deal uh, and then in the opposite page you have again some sort of weird apparatus on Nate Gray's face as he seems to be submerged in like blood which is weird and Onslaught's finding everything about, Onslaught, uh, about the Age of Apocalypse and he's like this is the example your people set you had the world in your hands and you threw it all away so he's pretty pissed off Um Xavier decides he's going to go and go kamikaze against Onslaught, try and do this all on his own. Uh, it's interesting that we also know that he has no powers at this point. He's powerless after mm-hmm. being um, separated from Onslaught. Then we get a lot of weird stuff. Uh, we have what appears to be water inside of Onslaught, which is weird. We have Onslaught bubbling out because he's now energy. And. Um, uh, we have Charles Xavier confronting him, and this weird, crazy, demonic face that makes no sense at the last page of fifty-six. As a kid, yeah. I loved it. Reading it now makes no fucking sense. <laughs> and that brings us to Onslaught Marvel Universe, the big one.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Uh,
0: it starts with Yhwachu's face because it's a big deal, and he's been talking a lot. It's uh, written, but it's interesting. A lot of these were written with uh, the script was by Mark Wade. Uh, this issue is by Adam Kubert with an assist from Joe Bennett. Um, it's pretty awesome artwork. I mean, it's great. It, again, it's very, like, everything happens in, a, in bursts. You have uh, Xavier confronting uh, Onslaught, Onslaught basically about to kill him, and here come the X-Men in a great kind of sideways splash page. And, again, so much of the, like, you have the the energy bleeding out from the Cyclops' visor. You have awesome um, stuff. Bishop there with the battle damage, and he's got his, well, his glowing fist. All their
1: are ripped up; they've been through so much. Last a little while, right? You know, Cable's
0: eyes, bl- uh, you know, glowing, and uh, the onslaught takes the fight to them. And it, again, the the cool kind of rainbow effect happens, and yet through the haze of the dust, Xavier sensed a coming of hope, of courage, of of marvels. And it's a cool shot of you have like um, Cap America's shield showing through the smoke. Because it looks like the X-Men have just been taken out completely. Who's going to do anything now? You have um, Thing's hand, Thor's hammer. Uh, Now this is weird. Sue's breasts.
1: (laughs) I know it's the four, but like, (laughs) come on! Like it just looks like I've
0: got a shield. I've got my rocky hand. I've got a. I've I've got Molner. I've got breasts. I've got you know my my helmet (laughs) slit. And then you have you know all the um, the Marvel heroes kind of show up. Well, when I say all. A small assemblage Um, and they're going to fight against Onslaught and inside Onslaught you have Nate Gray and and Franklin trying to escape Um, they all are you know it's basically the longest fight sequence ever and like at one point there's like a second sun that doesn't make sense either looking at it now who, who generates the second sun Franklin is it oh that makes sense I guess we should live long enough believe me it's gravity will wipe the planet clean first how can this be uh, it's inconceivable Only to a scientist Reed You know the rules Of the universe Franklin isn't as hampered Nothing's impossible To Angelot Which is yeah. true I guess Um So again Nate is trying to escape With uh, Franklin Um Cable decides He's gonna try and boost Joseph's powers Uh There's a shot here With um Doctor Doom Talking to Vision And, uh, Vision and Rogue. Rogue Rogue's like breasts Are like super yeah. lopsided Kind pointy there They're extremely pointy <laughs> Um uh, I love Robbie Robertson. All the bugle reporters are on the street. Jonah, we can get this into tomorrow's edition. Yeah, you see a second
1: son. End of the world as we know it, and we're gonna. Wear provided we're there is
0: one, ready. Robbie. Provided there is one, and then I guess uh, they have the vision merging with Rogue, augmenting her powers and dampening her absorption. Wolverine pierces onslaughts field with his berserker rage. Giant Man and Namor hold it open long enough. Then Rogue tries to ram her way through, and then gets like, I get bounce right back. Bounce right back. Obviously, there's a lot of battle damage happening to Ro- um, Vision here. Rogue's impacted quite a lot. Yeah. Although, look at the shot of Rogue. She's like on the ground, like clutching Remy, and I'm like, what is happening? She's like, oh, Remy, I need you. <laughs> um, now this is uh, as a kid, I love where you have Bruce Banner going up. Send me in, Coach. I can take him, Phoenix, but you have to help. You have to enter my brain telepathically and turn Banner off, That's shut great. him down. Your human side, I can't. My control side, and you have to. It's the only way. And then so they shut his mind down, and he becomes the most savage Hulk he can be. is so a we'll
1: very, just, very typical card to play. They always seem to have...
0: Absolutely. Setting the
1: savage Hulk will take now, care of it. No,
0: this is... Okay, no, this is very, like, very melodramatic. Hulk so you smash have, for you. You have Hulk beating the crap out of... Or trying to beat the crap out of Onslaught. You have all this energy waves coming out. You have everyone running forwards... Except Reed and Sue have to take the moment have to have a moment. this special moment to each other, and saying that they love each other, and everyone's you know putting their putting aside rivalries, re- rekindling feelings. So again, Johnny and uh, Human Torch have like a kind of a moment together. Considering he just left his kind of ex-wife. You mean Johnny and Crystal? So Johnny and Crystal, sorry. Johnny and Human
1: Torch. What's happening with Silver there though? He's looking kind of disproportionate.
0: Oh, absolutely is. <laughs> And then you're this, rushing
1: through this a bit with the arc. I guess
0: I am. I am sorry. I am rushing through it. Well, because you know what? There's not a lot here. Like, there's not a lot of it's substance. It's just a big battle, yeah. It's just a big battle sequence. <coughs> Although there's, there's a shot when um, uh, Hulk gets hit in the face from Onslaught. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a raptor from Jurassic Park, like the side of his face. Like, yeah. It looks bad. I like Willie Lumpkin still there. He's still trying to deliver his mail. Uh, now, again, this is so overblown, the narration. So, Onslaught has Hulk pinned. And he's like, I despise humans for their prejudice And hypocrisy toward the homo superior race I loathe mutants for their cowardly Attempts to be accepted rather than to rule Tell me, have I forgotten anyone? Just Hulk. Makes him mad The madder Hulk (laughs) gets, the stronger Hulk gets, and Hulk is angry And then they have this blast And this punch And this (laughs) giant womb And then they're saying, it sounded like a nuclear Blast At Ground at Ground Zero, come on and then you see the armor of Onslaught, which is like the worst illustrated armor ever. It looks like a, a giant piece of metal. It doesn't make any sure. sense. And you have um, Banner and, and Hulk have been it's separated. separated yeah. And now, as a MacGuffin, Onslaught is now living energy. <laughs> He's a giant energy thought force. And they have to find a way to stop him. So they realize that if they inhabit his energy, they'll be able to dissipate him and stop him from being able to, st- to destroy the world. Which doesn't make any sense So everyone decides to jump in Avengers assemble The Fantastic Four will go in Around this time they realize that Mutants can't go in Because it'll allow him to expand more Which makes no sense either And some mutants make their way in anyway Um Doctor Doom gets thrown in The FF gets thrown in Once everyone's in The X-Men attack Which I love this big splash page Because some of it makes sense like, I get Like they're fighting a cloud Right which basically is this is as, as bad as the Fantastic Four two movie in the Green Lantern movie. They're <laughs> fighting giant clouds with and how do you fight a, a giant cloud? You ask. Well, this is how you do it. You use you, now. Here is the thing. Xavier apparently is using his powers. She shouldn't have yeah, any because know. he. But whatever. Um, lightning is being used against it. Okay. Bishop's blasting it. Okay. Rogue's trying to punch it. But she's not allowed physical contact because, yeah, like, they can't touch it because then they'll become part of it. And
1: there's bubbles coming from Magneto-Joseph's brain? I don't
0: know. Oh, I guess he's using his electromagnetic decay? (laughs) No. See, none of this makes sense. Now, I always liked this when I was a kid. Then Bruce Banner sees what's going on and throws himself into the fray, leaving the Hulk behind, which is a big deal for later. Because then you'll uh, you'll have two Hulks. Hulk will be in his own book mindless and or not mindless, but without banner, and banner will become a new Hulk in Heroes Reborn. Mm -hmm. And then this energy blast implodes while it's imploding, so this also doesn't make sense that I guess on the astral plane you have Nate and Franklin that are part of this energy cloud. They get saved and come into uh, existence again. Now, here's an interesting part. My trade has some sort of weird energy eh? all through and i don't know what it's supposed to be because yours doesn't have anything
1: it has none of that
0: it has all the characters is
1: that an error perhaps
0: i don't know if it is or not because you can see the different characters that technically should be lost inside onslaught i think they may have added this later it's very unclear so to the world at large all the all the uh, human heroes sacrifice themselves the mutants help destroy them They're more hated and feared than ever, which will bring in Operation Zero Tolerance. And there's no humans left, or so no heroes left is what I meant. Um, No Avengers, all the Avengers and Fantastic Four. Avengers, Fantastic Four, the the major heroes. I mean, the the new warriors are still around. No one cares about them. (laughs) And this is the first time, so we see Franklin and we see this blue ball out of nowhere on the ground. Right. They don't mention it, and they just say you'll see them again someday, I promise. In the meantime, so long as you hold them in your heart, they will always be with us. And as long as you bring this blue dodgeball around, which is where your family is, they'll be alright. And that's basically that. That that is that. That concludes the main story. Then there's a lot of aftermaths. There's a cable aftermath, uh, where he's dealing with the techno-organic virus. Um... You have Uncanny X-Men three thirty seven, which is one of my favorite issues. I
1: don't
0: have it. You don't eat what? Yeah, I know, I
1: know. Dude,
0: this issue's fantastic. Look at the do matter here. I know,
1: I was blessed to at my trades at home. I mean the
0: issue is so overwrought. Again, so much rain. So depressing. <laughs> uh, everyone's in Central Park very upset like what happened. Uh, to all the heroes. Beast is freaking huge here. Yeah, he's ridiculous. The whole issue is basically them deciding to have like lunch or breakfast together. And everyone's depressed after what happened with all the heroes dying. Xavier doesn't want to talk to anyone because of his part of the whole planet. Um, Wolverine's just walking around shirtless and having you know eating at the dinner table shirtless. I mean, it's kind of a, nu- a nothing issue, but it's also a nice change of pace. You have this big epic, and now you have this much quieter issue, but you also have the sense that something greater on the horizon because Operation Zero, Zero tolerance, tolerance is, is starting with Bastion. Yeah, Issue 57, important for... Um, Operation Zero Tolerance because it's Xavier turning himself into the authorities who now for some reason know that he was involved in creating Onslaught and so he surrenders himself to Valerie Cooper who will eventually be remanded to custody of Bastion which really kind of throws all everything in Operation Zero Tolerance. But this issue is classic because no one wants to let Xavier go so you have a lot of threatening to Val Cooper uh, everyone, everyone's flying into the room and being upset and it's just classic stuff and everyone's Bastion meets um, Jameson which will come back in Operation Zero Tolerance Uh, suddenly um, the bandana being worn by uh, Wolverine is red Uh, keynote there Bishop doesn't want to let uh, Professor X go I mean it's classic stuff and this is the last time we see Xavier for a little while in the X-Men books proper although he will show up in Onslaught epilogue which is less of an actual epilogue as we talked about before and more of a prologue Right to Operation Zero Tolerance. I'm losing my voice, so we're almost done. This is two <laughs> hours and twenty-six minutes of onslaught. Lot of onslaught,
1: lot of goodness. Slam that needs goodness.
0: Absolutely, and then actually, I forgot about this. Did you read any Heroes Reborn? Uh, there was one appearance that onslaught made. I
1: don't remember
0: that. No, it was in. I remember reading this. I was reading uh, what, Iron Man number six. And uh, the Hulk is trying to stop a nuclear meltdown on Avengers Island. He's moving this giant thing, and then suddenly he sees a vision of Onslaught. None of it makes sense, because, he, like, why is he seeing this?
1: Yeah, why would he be seeing
0: There's no reason. Weird. But it's, it's not the only time that there's um, something like that happening. Obviously, in Operation Zero Tolerance, we have uh, suddenly uh, Jean Grey is pulled into that alternate world and sees Iron Man. I don't know if you've read the issue recently. I remember that. It's X-Men 65. It's like right before, it, just as Operation Zero Tolerance starts. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. There's a few times it happens. Like, in fact, Cable has a, a tie-in with Captain America and Heroes of War as well. None of it makes sense considering it's all in a pocket universe, and right. none, none of it should be able to happen. Wolverine has, a, has one too. And uh, there's a time travel story in Iron Man 11 where Iron Man and Doctor Doom go back one year earlier, and they see the Battle of Onslaught. And then they go back further and further and see the past that they've never seen. Because it's the past Dang. of their characters before uh, Heroes Reborn. Born. Very intriguing. I want to talk about the road to Onslaught very sure. briefly. This is an actual one-shot. I think that came out later, I guess. It did, actually. Happen. I love this because I'm a junkie for continuity. And it gives you all these old panels from old comics. Basically wrapping it all together in a nice little bow. How Onslaught came to be. Great. It's very hard
1: to read the panel. Very difficult to
0: read, yeah. Yeah. But they put so much comic in here that it's great. Like these days, you would get a a Road 2 trade paperback. Like they do that all the time. I think for uh, AVX and. um, What was the crossover last year? Infinity. They had like an Infinity Road 2 type thing where it was like things that were very loosely related to Infinity, but you could read them in all a trade. They just gave you a one shot. That's all Road to Onslaught was. But I loved it because. I, again, I'm a, I'm a junkie for this kind of stuff and having all these kind of... seeing all that stuff. And then the last thing in this trade is a, an awesome Onslaught poster by Payne Churchill, Churchill. yeah. Which is very cool. I would love to have that on my wall. It'd be cool.
1: Wolverine is very regular looking on that.
0: He is very regular looking. Yeah. Well, actually, it's interesting based on when he was probably commissioned to do it because look at uh, Reed. There's Reed, a goatee going on there. Which he had a few months earlier uh, but he shaved for the storyline. If I'm going to go out, might as well go out without my beard. Yeah, it's interesting, because, yeah, uh, this is, I guess, before Wolverine became that messed up.
1: They have the savage claws, but not the the face, though, resembles Wolverine. No,
0: not yet. You know, he kind of has the extra-long button chops. So... That's everything I had That's the epic I, I'm spent <laughs> What else did you still have in your giant pile? Uh, the only thing left pile? in
1: my pile I, like, I have two Generation X issues that Which I is very I
0: interesting So the Generation X impact issues did not get included In the in uh, Epic Tree paperback collection And neither did X-Men Unlimited number what? Twelve Although I understand why not Because it has nothing to do with Onslaught It has more to do with what happens to Juggernaut After he's imprisoned in the, the, gem. Um, yeah. the gem of Sidorak are they worth reading? I I couldn't you. You have, do you Have you I, read these? I haven't read
1: these since i read them the first time I bought them. Like, it's eons ago.
0: Who does the art in eons The Generation X? Is it Bacalo?
1: Uh, yep. It is.
0: Very interesting very, time.
1: Very
0: early stuff. You know, I, Generation X is a book that I would love someday to be able to get a hold of, like, the first, like, 30 issues and actually read it, because I never really read a lot of it as, when I was a kid. not anymore. And, uh, I think I'd, I'd probably enjoy it. I know that Tom Kerr, friend of the podcast, is a big fan of Generation X, and, uh, like, I, I wish I knew more about them, because uh, I don't. Like, I, I know, I, I like their costumes. I kind of miss Emma Foss being written the way she was in Generation X, which is very different from modern Emma. Um, a little bit softer, um... Not much of a, not as much of a uh, kind of a cold hearted bitch as Morrison made her. Morrison made her more and more of a cold hearted, conniving person, and that has just kind of become the default setting for that character. I mean, she was kind of still written that way by Joss Whedon as well, so. True. No changes there.
1: That's consistent, I guess. Really, look at all the backgrounds of these panels, all these X's are Yeah, which here.
0: is better than white space, I guess. I uh, don't
1: know, it's very distracting.
0: It is distracting. I don't think I have anything else to say about an onslaught. I don't think that would happen, <laughs> but I've talked for two and a half hours. You have for two and a half hours. I just came on for the ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> holy crap! I someday in the future, um, if we can get Nate on the podcast, who was originally supposed to join us today, uh, we'll do Age of Apocalypse someday. I don't even know how long that would take because that's like forty comics. Which I guess this was a lot too, but that's so dense. Like I think Age of Apocalypse is a much denser event to talk about than this in a lot of ways because there's so many pieces.
1: Very sure. Because
0: and like that's an event that like totally took over every X book, but it was so well plotted that I don't think they were ever going to be able to match it. Because they they won't. Every book no. had a purpose. Like everything. Like the. Uh, n- there's no such thing like that anymore. Like every book. But why? Was, why is that so hard? I don't know. I really don't know. I you know what a part of it is. It's not that editorial can't do it. I think that editorial was kind of running things, and so they were almost dictating the story to the writers instead of the other way around, and that's not really what the creative environment at Marvel seems to be most of the time. It seems to be more story-driven, or they don't want to bother the writers. That's why a lot of these the tie-ins that we get are maybe by a different like a fill-in or their one-shot. They're not taking over the main book because they don't want to burden the main writer. Uh, They don't want to have to have them kind of have to figure out a way to make it work with balancing their ongoing storylines with the crossover as well. It's probably more to not bother the writers. Because think about it, if you're writing your book, and like Peter David went through this all the time on X Factor when he was writing the original X Factor, and to a latter extent the most recent one. Um, he'd be writing X-Factor, doing an adventure, and suddenly, oh, you can't use these characters. Or suddenly there's an issue of X-Factor where he needs to write Cable, Bishop, and Wolverine. This actually happened. Not one of his cast members was really in the book. He was suddenly writing like a team-up issue of characters that he didn't even really have any investment in. So it, it throws off your game. It throws off what you're writing in terms of your own stories.
1: I guess to a certain extent but don't they have these big creative summits that sit down and get together plot where they want to go on the overall as a whole as a universe yeah. shouldn't there be some level of cohesiveness because a lot of that's here in this event
0: yeah you know absolutely in theory yeah I mean Age of Apocalypse is, is a high watermark in terms of being able to put something together so brilliantly that Gambit and the Externals happening and going to the Shi'ar universe makes sense and is part of the whole you know like not one of those series felt inconsequential, like even X Unit or Universe X or whatever it was called, uh, that still mattered because you saw what the humans were doing, and it still mattered towards the idea that after that Armageddon was about to happen because of all the bombs going. You read Weapon X, and you see Wolverine and Gateway being part of this this major excursion of the of the humans. Like it's so cool to see how every piece fits in. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I wish more events could be like that, but they're not. Part of it's because they, they centralize events, uh, like we talked about before, into one main hub event book, and that kind of makes it harder to run things through a main book. I mean, for all intents and purposes, even though it may not have been the best storyline, Battle of the Atom was cool, because it actually went through all the books. Yes. You had an Omega issue, basically, an issue one, an issue yeah. two, a Battle of the Atom itself. And then everything else went through, what, X-Men, All New X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, and... With three books, Just the three? Yeah. But it was relatively simple. Like You read a few of those issues. When you read the X-Men issues, you had Shogo and Jubilee getting more of a focus. He focus
1: to his characters. Which,
0: yeah. again, so that's what we want to see. We just want to see more of that. Where, even though they're part of a crossover, we're still getting some development with the characters that are inherently in that book. Exactly, yeah. Which is cool. Oh. I like that. Any final thoughts after the last two and a half hours? <laughs>
1: Um, it's, it's great to go back and, and look through this. And it's a crazy blast of the past, It eh? is a great blast to the past. Like, That's what these flashback these, episodes are for. All four. these old issues was fabulous. And I'm going through it, and I, I love having the epics as a collected thing as well. Now I can actually put them in the proper order because I had them all off based on, um... The chronology in the books. Hmm. Um, it's sad because you, know, you, you have I have you know Reborn here and I have Unleashed. And both of them are complete garbage. You know they had this
0: Onslaught Reborn makes no sense. Yeah, it makes l- um, less sense than Unleashed. Unleashed was better. It was just they the can- problem with Unleashed is that it was a weird inconsequential story. Considering it was like a Young Allies story, like it was the young. It was a weird. Ver- it wasn't even the Young Allies who were originally around. There was like a new version, yeah. like. Well, it's they
1: keep referring to onslaught as the reason the heroes reborn happened. They keep going back to that pocket universe mm. where at the end of the day he's a merger of Xavier and Magneto should still be an ex villain and should, the X Men should be involved. Like yeah, he should be. That's where I feel it should be. And you know, there's no you might as well just throw him away and he's he's done forever. Don't don't mm. try and tease us with stuff and, and waste them for garbage. But. True. Uh,
0: now, Onslaught never showed up in any animated series of any kind. But he did show up in a video game, right? Marvel's Capcom
1: One. He was the final villain that you had. Wasn't he
0: to... pretty rid- pretty ridiculous?
1: Yeah, he had two forms. His regular armored form, then he evolved to a massive, uh, yeah. massive version of the second form. Uh, but pretty funny. It was also a, a decent character to play as Overpower. A very popular character in Overpower, uh, uh, especially the second national tournament. Oh, really? Because uh, his statistics were very high. Okay. Um okay. And uh, he had some pretty powerful special cards, so he was, he <laughs> was
0: very well used. And, and obviously they made action figures galore of him. Made a couple. couple? Made a couple? a couple. Only two, actually. Do they usually have uh, uh, Franklin in the back?
1: No, there's... Um, the one that I have the original one has a bubble with Xavier okay. in the back All like, right. with, the, with the black goo and everything you can okay. see kind of the face yeah yeah um, maybe a bit of a hand cool um, and the other one was a build of figures in Marvel Legends line, which is more of a secondary form Um, you can convert the original toy has the the first form you can add armor piece and make him the second form like two oh, okay. arm gallons and a, kind of a, a sheath over the face but
0: he also appeared uh, they made a HeroClix figure of him as well and on like on the base they have like I think it's like Captain America's shield and like a bunch of stuff, like little artifacts you can see oh, okay. from all the people he's destroyed, I guess. And he's just kind of standing above them all. It's really cool. Nice. Not the greatest figure, but I no, mean... Well, the dial could, could have been a little bit better, but I still like using him because he's freaking Onslaught. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I'm not usually like <laughs> speechless. speechless. I love Onslaught. Um, I like going back and rereading it. I probably read it once a year, if not more. It's one
1: of those things where you know it's kind of where you started it's kind of where i started so you always have a soft spot for where it began
0: it was my first major crossover like i as yeah. i said i read a few issues of aoa but i wasn't like invested in it. i didn't really know what was going mm-hmm. on this was like i was in right when it started i was understanding the, the lead up i was i was getting excited you know i think i had to go to a comic shop to get onslaught x-men because it wasn't on the newsstand or this i never found it right most of the other issues I, st- I was buying newsstand um Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, when I look at my X-Men 55, maybe the f- Uncanny X-Men, like the first two or three months, I think I was buying a newsstand, it looks like I think I was going to Silver Snail, because I had direct editions, and that, oh, okay. that's how you could tell if it was newsstand or if it was at a comic book store. Back in the day, is that if if the barcode said direct edition, that's how you knew you were getting it at a comic book store. Oh, fair enough. Did you know that? No. So, uh, do you have direct editions, or do you have regular editions? I think the
1: majority of mine are probably direct editions if I'm not.
0: Mistaken. No grocery store comics for you?
1: No. Except for that know well, that Punisher byway might not be one, but uh Punisher
0: byway. Nah. But it's wow.
1: it's funny how um, I think this still kind of stands up. I can read this again and still enjoy it and I go I remember this being awesome and then going back to it and uh it's still good. So awesome I mean, there's still all. some
0: stuff as as we've talked about, some of the art doesn't hold up. Um, some of the story doesn't necessarily work as well. You have a did they put a barcode slapping on top of your comic? They did. That is not a mint comic, my friend.
1: It's <gasps> bastards.
0: Those bastards. Ru- by the way, bastards. They ruined <laughs> they your comic. Ruined copy. my Punisher. I can't
1: sell it. That's the only um,
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> pardon me. That's the only one. Uh, oh, that was the only non-direct edition you had. Yeah. Okay. Very right interesting. Uh, yeah, like I'll, I'll come back to it. It, it. To me, it's kind of like comfort food because it's it's a version of the X Men I really enjoyed. Um,
1: I miss '90s X Men. It's interesting.
0: Then, in a lot of ways, it's kind of simple, like in terms of the X Men squad you get. Like, it's a the where they are and the storylines that they're in the middle of when this happens are a little complicated and convoluted. But there aren't that many X Men to keep track of. I mean, it's there's very now, true. there's just so many, and there've been so many permutations. But it's natural because if you think about it, as we said, it's it's been 18 years since this happened, so it's only understandable that there's been a lot happening in 18 years. I cannot believe it's been that long. That just blows my mind. It's crazy. Cuz is it 1896, yeah? Wow. When they celebrate 20 years of Onslaught, do you think they'll do anything special for it?
1: It's a very good question. Well, you kind of got Onslaught coming back right now with Red Onslaught, I guess. That's true. Actually, with, with Reminder, that's true. Right? actually when we were in,
0: when I was thinking about which uh, if we were going to talk about Operation Zero Tolerance or whatever it was going to be or we were going to do yeah. Onslaught, Onslaught did make sense because, yeah, you have the red Onslaught happening in Axis coming up. I like so. said, I
1: like said, to throw to Onslaught us he's useless. No, I guess are going to bring him back in Axis. You're right. Yeah, so it's that's really that, that, yeah. that's a
0: big deal and that's coming up soon. So actually, like this month, I think, September is the, 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 r- the road to Axis is starting now. Um which we'll see. I, I'm a little curious and, and cautiously optimistic about what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. One thing I actually I just thought about as well is um, Age of Apocalypse. That was 95, right? Yes, it was. So next year is the 20th anniversary. So the, when, on the 10th anniversary, they did... Uh, my cat is walking in your comics. Uh, on the 10th anniversary, did they, they did that one-shot, or not one-shot, that... Um, that uh, four
1: issue uh, like miniseries. Oh, miniseries. I
0: remember. I I didn't read it. I've never read it. So no, I haven't. I think I thought it was shallow. I didn't want to see anything more from that universe, and it just felt it felt weird. Like my my Age of Apocalypse blew up in an atomic bomb blast. <laughs> that was the last <laughs> we saw of it, and it was never supposed to be anything past that. Like, uh, and I the whole idea that that reality still existed bugged me. There've been some good stories done with that, obviously. Recommender went to it uh, during Uncanny X-Force, but generally speaking, I just I don't find the need for that reality to have existed. The fact that there was even an Age of Apocalypse book was a kind of a weird remnant of that reality. Like I'd rather that reality blow up and die. I didn't need more of it. That's all. Interesting. It,
1: despite your love for it,
0: it despite my, well because of my love for it I don't want to see it tainted by the storyline that starts having because like, if you look at that, that, uh, that miniseries more modern characters that had been created in the ten years after Age of Apocalypse started getting injected into the Age of Apocalypse reality hmm. which I have no interest in and it, it just I don't know it just felt very hollow like it, they were trying to recapture this amazing glory this this moment that will never be recaptured again like and the fact too that when that happened they canceled every x book N- people really didn't know what was going to happen like they didn't know that it was loose. a pretty bold a, move they didn't know it was a four-month experiment it was just this one story like no one knew what was going on the internet wasn't big like maybe there's some basic message groups so this is 95 there's almost nothing no nothing there um they the previews aren't the way they are now. Where like there's, it's such months, a, months a ritual, especially with it's so prevalent and so easy to get a hold of these advanced solicitations. You didn't know. You had a few pages where it's like Xavier's dead, and it's like a memorial. Like what's what's going on? Everything's changing. Like what is this Age of Apocalypse? Oh man, it's got a foil cover. <laughs> so, I'm Just saying. They, those were hit man.
1: You look. I was those eleven foil years old. Or holograms and things. It was it was all candy back then it was
0: all awesome stuff absolutely alrighty. well if you're still listening to this thank you so much for listening to episode 200 um and, and thank you for you know if this is your 200th episode thank you for sticking with us all the way through um it's been an absolute pleasure to have this podcast over the last 200 episodes uh this will actually be going up on the 12th of september which it's kind of i missed the two-year anniversary of the podcast this year i didn't I have the actual date yeah so this is so, so the 12th of September will mark the two years and one month uh so it's not quite the two-year birthday but eh, close enough I forgot my own birthday for my own podcast it's sad but um thank you for joining us for the podcast hopefully you'll, you'll join us for 200 more episodes uh hopefully we'll get more, some more flashbacks in the future with Paul uh once you start playing hockey again maybe you can swing by my house and record some episodes it'd be mm-hmm. great hopefully we can have a uh, Nate on some future episodes as well um, it's always good having a guest because I've done a lot of episodes in the last hundred I've done way too many on my own and well I'm... this
1: one was a lot on your own too you kind of went on a few tags okay yes <laughs> but at least you're here, I'm here.
0: at least there's so I... someone's listening to you for sure at times you can break up my, the monotonous of, monotony of my voice but uh, if you want to send us an email please do so at comic shenanigans at gmail.com like us on Facebook rate and review us on iTunes subscribe to us on iTunes as well and you can also post in our hc realms thread uh, if you listen to episode 196, you'll know that uh, we're still trying to get, uh, at least as of the recording of this episode, we're still trying to get emails to get Kelly to watch Winter Soldier. She made the agreement that if we get five emails sent to shenanigans at gmail.com, she will sit down and watch the movie. She hasn't me. watched Winter Soldier she, yet? She didn't watch it.
1: What's the matter with her? She, it's
0: amazing. I know. She didn't see it in theaters. Um, That's fine. And, and while well, it's coming out in Blu-ray, this is coming too. I yeah. love well, that steelbook
1: from Future Shop. It looks...
0: Awesome. yeah it does uh, so it's coming out this week so I've, I've said like will you watch this and we're, I had her on air for an episode that we did when we were driving up to a cottage and she said and I'm like if I can get five people to email me that you should watch this movie will you watch the movie she's like yes she agreed that she'll know five so our friend of the show AJ Reese emailed a uh, friend of the show Matt Miller also sh- emailed so that was two uh, Leon Arlana who's a sometime guest of the show emailed as well we're only up to three we need two more as of now. Paul, go home. Email me at cowlickshankens.gmail.com. We'll I'm upstairs in the Slapper Slayer right now. go watch Captain America. Because that will count. So once Jeez. we get to five, she's beholden to watch the movie. <laughs> so we're almost there, guys. <laughs> just just a few more. Is she has to watch it still, too? They together. She watch not She she's seen it? No, I haven't got around to watching it. Like, she
1: will watch it. It just hasn't happened yet.
0: But she didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But she's not, you know, making you get emails from strangers. You no. Know, does she not want to see it? Um, she didn't say she she didn't have like a lot of interest in watching it. And I'm like, it's a really good movie. Actually, the um the messages she got from the emails that have been sent from those three people were very like, it's like the best Marvel movie of the year. It's really good. I mean, Gardens is great, but I think I like Cap more. Cap is better. I mean, it's just a sol- a more solid film. Yeah, it's it's not I, as fun. I watched fun, it again maybe.
1: on the plane. Yeah, uh, from California, and I, it's good. It's, it's so
0: good. It's absolutely solid. There's not one bad note. Now, did you see all the stuff recently they were talking about? What they cut from the film, and because of Jeremy Renner's schedule, they had to. They were there was going to be a sequence with Hawkeye chasing Cap America in, in Washington. Oh, that would have been so cool. And apparently, there's going to be a shot where he was just going to be him shooting arrow after arrow, and him getting closer and closer, and them having a fight with each other. And then, right when Cap like takes him out, Hawkeye would have like whispered into his ear like, you know, they've got a tracker under under costume or whatever. And then he would have like ditched his costume and gone on the run again. And that was originally in the script. But they could not get Jeremy around. Like his, his schedule wouldn't uh, allow it. Are you kidding me? I know. Doesn't that suck? Uh, because the idea was, you know, he's also a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Yeah, he yeah, should be yeah. involved, right? But he also knows Cap. Yeah. So the idea was that an he, Avenger and stuff. That he was going oh, to be been... there. Oh, man. I know. on the cake, eh? Doesn't that suck? That, I mean, it was already an amazing movie. Where did can... you figure that out from? Uh, it's been a lot they, They've been interviewed um, the, the directors They've been talking about it Because obviously oh. With the movie coming up They've been doing a lot of press For the movie coming out On Blu-ray okay, So okay. that's one of the things They've talked about Oh
1: man that Doesn't that been, blow? That's unfortunate Because
0: that would have been amazing That would have been cool I mean Because I mean, really cool. the action sequences In that movie were amazing They were They were, they were so well really well, well, well put staged together. Absolutely yeah. So I mean but to, but to their credit You never feel like Hawkeye's missing like it's almost as an afterthought. They're like, "Oh yeah, I wonder what 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 he yeah, thinks because well, he's a shield agent." True, because
1: uh, he had nice teas in Thor, and then in Avengers. He was there, but he was possessed from a majority. Obviously, so you didn't really get attached to Hawkeye per se very much. Yeah. Where well, you've had Black Widow in three movies, so they keep
0: saying that his uh, his part in Age of Ultron is, is much bigger. Yeah. yeah, But they also keep saying, no, don't worry, he's not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's a fear. People are going to die in this. Someone mm-hmm. someone's got someone's going to. I really think it's going to be Tony. It has to be Tony. Uh, in I, some way, I, he's going to die
1: because. And but it sucks. It was only because Downey may not want to do the role anymore.
0: But he is signed for Avengers three in some capacity. Uh,
1: fine, he could be some hologram or some shit. Either. I was talking. With, I think, was
0: it talking with you or Nate about how we'd love Guardians of the Galaxy two to end with them them all dying, and and Thanos coming for Earth. I think I think it was Nate. I think he was saying like that would be badass. It probably won't they would probably never do it. It would never do it. But that can would you be... imagine how crazy it'd be if they they're going up against Thanos and Thanos is on his way to Earth and he just kills them all. And that's the end of the movie. Like, it's a super downer. And it's It's like, to be continued.
1: And
0: then then, to be continued in Avengers 3, like, that'd be crazy. The cross branding there would be um, incredible. I mean, what everyone wants to see is the Guardians and the Avengers fighting together, which would be an insane budget. Which, to be honest, the, Disney has the pockets. It. They can do it. And if they make, you know, a billion dollars again in Avengers 2, yeah. then they would do
1: it. I love Thanos, how Thanos turned out in Guardians. It's very cool. When he was sitting there, it's exactly what I wanted to see. Absolutely. Like, Nate was kind of, and I see his point, He the voice needed to be a little more gruffer and epic. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, when I saw Thanos, I like, okay, wow, that's, good, that's Thanos. Yeah. That's exactly what I pictured if you were real right like yeah. right out of the comic he's page. he's
0: like a jim starlin uh, art come to life no yeah. absolutely he he looks exactly what he I should blown away by that loved it all right well thank you for joining us for this podcast uh you got a little bonus there we did yeah. when we are we done talking about age of um onslaught we had to talk about some movies so thank you for joining us and we will catch you next time bye-bye